Ooh, widescreen. That's how I like it. <laughs> I like it wide. But I also like it full. Extra sloppy. Mm. But I don't want it to already be full. I want to be the one to fill the screen. <laughs> no pan and scan necessary here. I'm going to make it a full screen with my widescreen, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I think you might. Uh, How's it going, dudes? Oh, good. Just filling it up. Great. Ooh. Oh. How's you? How's me? Yeah. You know, I'm doing pretty good, you know? What's the haps with the craps? I saw that new Jackass yesterday. It was Please sweet. don't say that. Was it good? Dude, it was so <laughs> good. It's it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is hilarious to me. It's 90% fresh, which is a hilarious thing to have happened for a Jackass movie to me. Right. That's pretty impressive. There's a lot of penis in it. Yeah, I bet. So, so the reviews tell me that America all loves guys. penis. Yeah, they do. Just lets them know that... Uh, <laughs> You know, there's still hope for people with penises. <laughs> My friend just posted, if you want to see one and a half hours of nothing but dicks on the big screen, <laughs> then you'll love the new jackass. <laughs> Dude, then it, get to it. It's a blast. Like, definitely, if well, I mean, if you, loved it. if you like the show in the old movies, you should make a point to go see the new one, Waltz on the big screen. It's, it was fun to see that in a theater full of people laughing. Yeah. If you, so, if you like the show and you have a propensity for cock... Get there. <laughs> Maybe don't eat during it. Or at least I'd, don't order I'd, hot do. dogs. I had a Just really greasy, food. sloppy yeah. pepperoni pizza when I was watching. Did you get the double pep? Oh, every time I go to Flicks. Yeah, you know that, really baby. Good. It's killer. At Flicks Brew House here in beautiful Des Moines, Iowa. I took my kids to the... Uh, when I went to see Encanto with them, it wasn't playing there at that time. It started playing there like the next week. But for some reason, it wasn't there that week. And uh, we went out to the Jordan Creek Mall, and they didn't serve food. And I saved money. And the chairs are very comfortable. Yeah. But the whole time, I'm like, man, I wish I could just like hit a button. Yes. And get something. I I mean, to me, it's like I know I'm gonna spend more money seeing a movie in theaters than just buying it and watching it at home or waiting to stream it. So it's like, to me, it's like what makes it more of an experience now? You know, and, I, and like for me, going to Flix and like, even though I spend more money, like I feel like I have an experience. Right, you know, like Mr. G experience. Yeah, no, like, but yeah, went to the Jackass and like, you know, I had you know a pitcher of beer and ate like a pizza and I don't know, just like saw dicks. Yeah, saw a lot of dicks. All happened (laughs) real time. There's some good dick jokes. I I hope so. I will see it. I don't want to tell anyone what happens because you know. I was already seeing pictures of like the Dawn of the Discs was already posting like artwork for the Blu-ray and shit. Nice. Like I remember the the first time that ever happened where like. Me and, uh, the, or I guess I would say the Smelters and I were getting ripped before we went and saw Ted. <laughs> and I can't remember who was looking up on the phone. Like, you can already order the Blu-ray right now on your phone. <laughs> and that was like the first time that that was something that happened where you're like, we were at the movie and it was already available to purchase. See, that was the stuff where for a while, like I was less interested in going to movies because of that. Because like, well, I could spend 20 bucks right now to get tickets. Like, you spend like 10 Thirteen dollars buy a ticket for a movie. It's like I can spend that much money and buy a bag of popcorn right now to see a movie, or I could just spend that same amount of money right now to own a copy of the movie, and then if I enjoy it, I have it forever. You know, yeah. Um, like when we live in Casey, going to Alamo made me excited about going to movies again because it was just a different thing. And like having flicks here makes me excited about going to movies. Like I, I like getting a little more out of it and just like paying twenty bucks to sit in a theater and watch it. You know, like, the thing about know. the Alamo is that I'd be willing to pay more for the fact that they're like reeling up a goddamn film yeah putting right. it out like they're like 
shipping that there and stuff. But then they charge like five dollars to get into a Terror Tuesday, so they're hoping you buy a pitcher of beer and a pizza. Yeah. and all that. When we were there last month, they were only showing two movies, even though they had like eight theaters there. They're hmm. they're showing Spider Man in every theater, and then Soil and Green in one theater. That's the theater to be in. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. You saw Soil and Green. You can read about it on our Patreon. All right, <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So that <laughs> yep. Patreon.com slash The Fright Zone. Yeah, it was fun. We, we were like two of four people in the theater. But... Did they have any sort of food special based on uh, that, the way Flix does it? They had shakes. Yeah. yeah. Shanks? I like no. you fucking stab other no, patrons? milkshakes. Oh, shakes. Well, I can't remember what they were. Were they green? It, it was, uh, yeah, but I could. it was something I couldn't have, so I didn't get it. But Aaron got it. With just some of oh, Charles Heston's chest something. hair sprinkled on yeah. top? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, Who's his chest hair? Oh, I think there's hair in, in this. Uh, yeah, that's supposed to be their cigarettes. <laughs> actually, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Getting hammered on like booze milkshakes. Like when you puke off an eggnog, it's just like milk, milk shooting awesome. out of your fucking yeah. nose. <laughs> Why did I put scotch in my milk? I feel like it's better that a way though because it doesn't it doesn't burn yeah. on the way up. Like one or two. You know, a lot of places don't make a proper mudslide. Like it's I, I think it's because no one orders it. here. You know, it's like but like you're supposed to put a bunch of shit in it. You know. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it's one of those things people slop together just because they don't have what you need or don't know how to make it. Someday we should have a mudslide party. Except you, Hogan. Well, we can make you one without booze. So it'll just be chocolate ice cream. Can I have a, <laughs> can I have a faux mudslide? <laughs> yeah. I can't have chocolate ice cream either. So. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Soy chocolate ice cream party. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nate and I will just get drunk and you can there'll watch. There will be no booze and no chocolate. It'll just be water. No. <laughs> it'll just be a regular. Here's be, your mudslide. It'll just be a water slide. This is a yeah. straw and ice cubes. Yeah. You have a glass of water. We'll get fucking wasted. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sick, dude. Can you're you just gonna, make them for us, too? You're going to have a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming and making the drinks. I did a dry January. It was great. Yeah. Um, I waited to drink again until Jackass last night, so that that might have been part of the extra fun. Yeah, I'm, it's always more fun when you spread it out. Like I've I haven't had anything since Saturday. I went yeah. fucking nuts on Saturday, but like what, what was Saturday when we played? Oh yeah, Jesus, that was what fun. happened Seven to your days fucking ago. memory? <laughs> yeah. oh. I was here three days ago and you yeah. couldn't even remember it. No, but what you're saying she's like she was here when I got the velour sweatsuit. I was like, wh- I was like, what? Because I was thinking she got it like at night. I know. As soon as I mentioned donuts, though, you're like, all right, I got it. But I, I've been playing in <laughs> bands for over 20 years, and yeah. I have never played a show that was fucking open bar. If you're in a band, anything you want, any beer, mixed drink. They were weird about like I opened a card so I could buy shots for other people, yeah. and they're like, like why would you do that? Kind of looking at me, and I'm just like, well, because I want to make sure you get something like this. Yeah. That's not for me, dude. That was uh, yeah for me. It, it took a lot of uh, self control to not break my dry January at that show. Yeah. So I was like, well, it is January 29th. It's almost February, and I could drink for free all night. <laughs> but then I started thinking about like, what if I do do that? And because I haven't drank, I just get fucking out of control. And then I can't play when we do our set or something. And then if I wait to after our set, when you guys play, you're the last band. So then, what, then I get drunk and can't drive us home. You know what I mean? So I was like, fuck. I it. left my van there. I got to yeah. ride. <laughs> it was a good night. It, it was, was all I Why? could do to stand up them. after 1 a.m. That's <laughs> the first time our two rock and roll bands have played together. Yeah. I, I mean, Night Stories played with Traffic Death for a Halloween thing. But we hadn't done like a like rock and roll show, baby. Yeah. It, it was, was fun. great. People came out. People had a good time. I mean, someone didn't come, but I can't remember who. Oh, yeah. Hogan. Hogan Sorry. Come. I think he was doing something for his like daughter, though. He was being what a dad. What was I doing that night? I think it was in Altoona. 
Well, now no, the time I had a show choir competition. Oh, like I said, you better have a good excuse. Now, if you're going to at home, now you're being the shit. It it's either theater or show choir. You're it's in either, show you, choir. It's always one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> show us some notes. Yeah. Come on, give it to us. Nope. Can you, Are you a tenor? Me, 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 me. Show choir is actually surprisingly interesting. It's yeah. incredibly competitive. Only I guess a nerd now. Would say see, that. I remember when we were in high school, like the fucking nerds were in show choir. Yeah, now it's like America's Dude, Got Talent. Now it's like popular. The cool kids are in show choir, and the fucking nerds are everybody see, that's else. Exactly <laughs> something a show choir nerd would say. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. true, I guess. It's cool. People. I'll steal your I lunch know. money later. Yeah. Fucking show choir kids are just beating the shit out of people. It's the same with lots of things. It's the same with skateboarding. It's the same with like just it's anything. It's hip to be square now, man. Yep. There's yeah. like so much shit now. I'm like, fuck. If I was like a teenager now, like I'd be cool. It's actually like hip. <laughs> you, know, you mean like, it's like hip to be octagonal? Or it's, <laughs> it's hip not to be square. It's hip to be different. Yeah. As long as you're not ugly. Yeah. It's hip to be octagonal. <laughs> like if you're fat or ugly, you're still gonna you get made like fun a butt, of, baby. But as long, yeah. As long as you look like you like grew regular in the womb <laughs> and came out <laughs> not blemished. Don't come out looking like Belial. <laughs> yeah. And you're solid. <laughs> <laughs> like just what i mean is like dyeing your hair is not going to get a second glance a tattoo is not going to get a second glance like 12 year old tattoo their face now you know it's like who that's like, true it's totally true and so yeah it's like things that were weird when we were younger like i remember going to school in first grade and having my ear pierced and it was like a big fucking deal did you also have a rat tail uh, not in, not by at that point. I had like a <laughs> okay. little. I had a mullet when right. I was younger, but not a rat tail. I did do the the buzz wedge kind of thing on the side. Oh, like of, Brian Bosworth. Yes, but Love I think that. I, I think I was going for Vanilla Ice, but the barber went for Brian Bosworth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said Ice Ice Baby. He said Stone Cold, <laughs> which is also you know Ice is cold. I yeah. Guess. He was thinking. You know what's interesting about all those like professional football players like Bosworth and what is it, Howie Mandel? Not Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Howie, is it Howie Long? <laughs> Howie Long. Howie Long. All those dudes had like acting careers. Bo Jackson's professional yeah. sports career ended so early. Why didn't that dude have an acting career? He could have been like the next uh I don't know, Billy D. Williams. Right. Or replaced Billy Blanks and all those shitty movies. I think uh, Refrigerator Perry was even in some stuff. You think Billy yep. D. Williams and Billy Blanks are just comparable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy D. Williams or I meant, Billy Blanks? Billy Blanks. I meant to say Billy Blanks initially, <laughs> and I said Billy D. Williams. But they That's had good. like a sports-related profession prior to an acting profession. Right. Hello, Not unlike Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> right. He's the is... most electrifying man in... Entertainment is that what he says? Yeah. Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about the 2005 claustrophobic UK monster flick, The Descent. It's the story of six women whose weekend spelunking trip goes awry when they find themselves trapped in an uncharted cave system with flesh-eating humanoid creatures. Get into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Are 
I didn't realize how much of it was just screaming and <laughs> like stuff that's basically out of context that you're that's not pretty good seeing. Still. Yeah, yeah, it's great. No complaints. Hogan, this was your first time seeing it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this feels so unnatural now. Sorry. So where'd you find your copy? Uh, I actually had to order this copy. To get it in normally, normally you can pick these up. Uh, like you said, you get yours at Goodwill. Normally you can find them. But yeah. I went to a couple different ones. I couldn't find it, so which sucks because I ended up having to pay like thirty five bucks for this. Really? Yeah. It's like a pricey disc now. Yeah, it's out of print. Damn. I was at Goodwill. I was like yelling at that old lady, like, "Where's the fucking descent? You give me bitch. the descent." <laughs> I, I don't know I what you're talking about. Don't make me put you in I want to go spelunking. <laughs> I see you got five hundred pairs of winter socks over yeah. here. Yeah. What the fuck? Diversify. So you first saw it this week, then. That's so cool. yeah, I'd never seen it. Uh, I watched it um, earlier this week. And nice. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know, and I'm not like a big. I'm not like claustrophobic or anything, but like but I definitely you. was watching it. And I was like, "Fuck that." Yeah, if you were claustrophobic, I feel like this would not be a fun time. Like, just not. When totally. did you first see it, Nate? So my memory sucks, as I've stated more than once, and will continue to do so. I don't remember the elements of who I saw it with or where I saw it. What I remember is someone saying we should watch this movie called the descent. Never saw a trailer, never read a synopsis, never even saw the cover. The copy we watched was a DVD rental copy. So all I had was the disc art, which is just, there's some skulls on it. Yeah. If you look at it, but I didn't know there was any monsters or anything. Well, I and, just was like you, going into it like, oh, there's you a cave. You said before terror. too that like you there's a lot of 2000s horror that you still have been watching more recently. Like you've like yeah. you've mentioned where you kind of got away from this I saw then. This I cool. saw in 2005 cool. for sure. And it, did, it hit, did you like and, it at the time? Oh yeah. Nice. No, I've I've liked it since the second I watched it and I've always considered it like not even like a 2005 horror movie, but just a classic horror movie. Yeah, it's it's solid. Um, there's especially not a, by 2000 standards. There's not a lot of like subterranean cave dwelling horror movies, though there are some. Um, of course, we've got Chud, which is more of a sewer thing. But if you haven't seen Chud, fucking check that out. Chud, Chud. Oddly, Chud, Chud. there was a movie that came out the exact same year called The Cavern. 
about a group of people that crash in a plane and end up in a cave system right. getting picked off one by one. By what? I didn't read that far ahead because I want to just watch it. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mimic also kind of takes place in some Ooh, subterranean yeah. shit, and that's a fun Guillermo like, del Toro also like, 90s, 97. Close. Yeah, that's Guillermo del Toro also, right? Man, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, I got that cool. on disc. Isn't it like a fucking like, we, giant insect? It's an insect. We, man. Why don't we watch it after this? Yeah, huh? I'm down. I'll watch it. Um, one that I really like, which was a student film called The Strangeness, that's from '85, I've and not that one's seen got that. a really cool stop motion monster in it. I believe. Shout Factory might have done it. Somebody did okay. a disc. There's a Blu-ray out there. Uh, I have a VHS, which is pretty much dark, 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 dark. What's happening? Spotlight. Dark, 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 dark. Monster. What's movie's that? over. Thank you for enjoying the last 65 minutes. Of this. <laughs> but the movie's cool. And then there's one called Up From The Depths, which I got because I liked this so much. Yeah. That's from 79. And it's more like... What it, what it feels like is it's building up like this, where they're like they're seeing things, they're mm-hmm. in a cave, and then all of a sudden they're on the set of the original Star Trek show, and there's like these like normal English speaking creatures in shiny costumes <laughs> that are like, yes, we, we live, live here. down here, and we, <laughs> what are you doing? Let's have a meeting. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's the old Universal like fifties movie, like the mole, the mole people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That that'd be. And there's an MST3K of this movie, Cave Dwellers. And there's some other ones, but, like, yeah. You don't got nothing like this, though. The Strangeness Mimic Chud would be, like, check those out for sure. Up from the depths, if you're, like, really into this shit, it's fun. (laughs) But it's kind of silly, too. It's not scary. First time I saw this was when it hit disc. I did not see in theaters, um, but it came out when I still worked at Best Buy. um, And I... As soon as I realized it was from the guy who made Dog Soldiers, I was like, well, I want to fucking see this movie. So I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray. Um, it was one of the earlier so Blu-rays So Dog Soldiers predates this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wasn't yeah. aware of that. Yeah. Like a few years. I think this is what, um, 2008? 2005. Because so I didn't see Dog Soldiers until my friend Trevor. You saw that more he, recently. Yeah, he read yeah. a thing that said like, it was like top hundred horror movies you've never seen that you need to see before you die kind of thing. Yeah. And Dog Soldiers was one of them. It's so fun. And yeah, we got together and it was a good time. Um, but yeah, I, I picked up the Blu-ray, watched it, thought it was really awesome. Um, it gave Jill a panic attack, and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> if you watch horror movies, someone like they react that and they're like, "Okay, this is effective." Um, <laughs> In two thousand five, that would have been a Blu-ray, or whenever I got the Blu-ray, whenever it came out on Blu-ray, I, I, I don't know, sure. check the back of it. I I bet I bought the Blu-ray in two thousand seven. Is what I'm gonna guess. I bought the disc. Sure. If I had to guess. I mean, it's just this 2005. But I feel like I got it in 2007. I feel like that's when I like I saw a copy on Blu-ray at Best Buy. I was like, I'm buying this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought it was really fun. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. So uh, originally it was titled The Dark. Uh, the films were directed by Neil Marshall, who describes the film as six chicks with picks. Um, it's interesting that it's essentially an all-female cast outside a brief appearance of a male uh, in the front end of the film. Who's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I mean, like, there aren't a ton of all female-led horror films. I mean, I know there's generally the final girl and all that, but, like, when I think about, I mean, like, uh, Slumber Party Massacre is one, I guess. Uh, But there's, like, in general, not a ton of all-female ensemble cast horror movies, at least at the top of my head. Or movies that are good that are all-female cast in general. (laughs) Usually, you like, people would think maybe of, like, the Joy Luck Club or uh, 
The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> the First Wives Club. Do you remember that movie? The Yaya Sisterhood. <laughs> My big fat Greek wedding. Oh, wait, there's a guy in that. It's a, <laughs> it's a wedding. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, not to say they don't exist, but like, but it horror movies. It isn't the norm. No. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool here. And uh, I, I think when they originally wrote the script, the director wasn't intended to be that way. And then when he went to cast, he was like, you know what? We could make this just all women, you know, and it works. It's it cool. makes more sense with the story. Yeah. That it's sort of like her trying to figure herself out after this horrible thing, which we haven't Horribly. talked about yet. Not that it was her decision anyway. Hogan's grabbing some pizza. Yeah, perfect timing. Pizza. Hogan, do you have any hot sauces for us this time? <laughs> I have so many hot sauces, it's stupid. Well, pick one out for us. Mm-hmm. Like you brought a bag full? I brought a bag full. Because <laughs> I went... I went. <laughs> I think you you blind grabbed. When Aaron and I went to Omaha, there was a place called Ashley's Hot Sauces, and it advertised that they had 5,000 hot sauces. And I was like, well, I have to fucking go in there. What does that look like? I don't know. It was like... You a, bought 5,000 hot it sauces? It was in a basement. <laughs> Like, how big a space? Like a Spencer's Gifts worth of hot sauce? Yeah. That's a lot of hot sauce. It was gigantic. So what I mean, do you have for us for, for the pizza, then? Which, which one are we rolling with tonight? And this is cheese pizza. Are both cheese pizzas? I bought, I bought some of them just because they were funny, like this one. Let's see what we have. We have Brenda's Booty Burner. <laughs> I'm into that. Let's just go with that one. Enjoy the flavor. You'll love the taste. This is one sauce you will not waste. Ignite your palate when your belly will churn. That's when you'll feel the booty burn. I'm in for that. One's cheese, one's pepperoni. Oh, the Nate special. The pep. I like pep. I like cheese, though, too. This one just... I'm just not going to eat it. It just smells hot. Toss me a plate, baby. Catch it in your teeth. Oh, shit. That's true. Jill knows. <laughs> Jill threw me something today, and I like, like it, like hit my hand. And then after, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, the <laughs> this bottle is awesome. I know. Yes. Oh, Brenda. The lady she who worked there fire. was not friendly whatsoever. You want some fucking hot sauce? <laughs> That's pretty much what she said. Tell us about her. <laughs> she was actually very similar to the lady that I met this morning at Dun- uh, not at Dunkin', but at Donut Hut. That lady, like, she hates her life, which is funny because Al, who owns the place, is so friendly. So, so nice. good to see you, my I friend. I my Hello, kids my there. Yeah. Which lady was it? Was it a new person or the blonde lady? She's like a short lady. She's blonde. She's maybe a little heavy set. Yeah, I was in there the other day, and she came in. She seemed like she was in a really good mood, but maybe like a half hour into her shift, she realized she, she works at a fucking donut shop mm-hmm. for like eight If you eight own bucks. the donut shop, sweet gig. Yeah. If you just work there and you're a full-grown adult, maybe not as sweet of a gig. Maybe not. Paul Nice, who works at Ironheart. Uh, Al is his neighbor, and he brings them donuts every morning. Really? Yeah. Huh. I like Paul. He's a nice dude. I'm just putting this directly on the pizza, so it better be good. It's not super hot. All right. Here's some hot sauce for you, Nate. I don't cool. feel I'll like... I'll have some in a bit. Oh. I'm going to eat right now. I don't feel like my booty or Brenda's booty is going to burn. We'll have to report back. Nate, you already ate dinner? Hours ago, mm. like three hours ago. Oh, I ate like three but hours I'll... ago too. I ate so many tacos, and then I don't know why I got pizza. Then mm. we had pizza last time. It was good. I'll eat again, but honestly, listening to the parts of the show, I fast forward through them when we're eating because the sounds of everybody eating makes me want to vomit. 
I fucking hate that sound. I try to pull back. I do too. Yeah. Well, you don't pull out hard enough. That's for sure. I know I don't. <laughs> I can also cut some some of the eating. Just more of the initial thoughts. Give me your thoughts on the hot sauce, Hogan. It's not. I mean, it's okay. It's not a ten. It's not a complaint. I'm sure we haven't heard any complaints about it. I would actually rather we we lower us talking about it and boost the eating sound. <laughs> just that. Yeah. You could probably sell it to like a sound effects person. So no no actual words, movie. just noises <laughs> and grunting. Mm. I think this hot sauce is pretty good. It's um, it's edible. It gives it flavor. <laughs> it's edible. It's edible. <laughs> Don't send them a rave review. Yeah. <laughs> you can eat you it. Go to Ashley's Hot Sauce and get some edible <laughs> Brenda's Booty Burner. But I know what no, you I mean, mean. I'm into it. Like, yeah, I don't hate this. I could eat. I could. It tastes good. Like there's actually flavor good. to it, yeah. as opposed to it just being hot. Flavor is important sauce. for hot sauce. A lot of people don't focus enough on the flavor, and they focus. I'll on tell you, it's not it. hiccup hot sauce. Like I don't. I'm not feeling the need to hiccup uncontrollably. It's not like habanero. Like, it right. seems also like it's part of this pizza. I feel like it's like fuck. There's some spicy marinara on this, and that's good. Right. That's what you. That's the jam, dude. Is would be to like mix it in with the sauce before you make the pizza. That's the shiznit. I feel like Fong's has that, don't they? They, they do. Have like a like a hot marinara. At at a big tomato, you can get like a Cajun one, but it's pretty much like they let you lay down the regular sauce, and then it's like a spice blend that goes on top. It doesn't get right. mixed in with the sauce. It's still really good, at, like when you're eating it. Right, but usually but later, it's part of the ass blaster slice, yeah, which is number nine or ten. So it's got that Cajun sauce, and then it has jalapenos, banana peppers, and Graziano sausage on it, and it tastes fucking amazing. You know, you sweat just the right amount. Love that. But when you wake up at two in the morning, three in the morning, whenever, and it's like gurgling Still in sweating. you, yeah, <laughs> that's sweating want, for another reason. Once, once they come out of both ends, <laughs> we used to. And this has been like 10 years ago when we would get big tomato, we would call ahead like, you know, 30, 40 minutes before bar close and we get two pizzas and we'd walk out and somebody inevitably would always offer us like a hundred dollars for one of the pizzas. Right. Just because they didn't want to wait. And you'd be like, all right. Yeah. I bought a second one for this exact reason. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Yeah. Cause they just showed up wasted and like all the good slices are gone. Yeah. And it's like, you, you have a pepperoni pizza? Hey, man, like, I'll give you $100 for that pizza. And you're like, okay. And they think you're going to say no, but then they have to own up to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I guess we'll get Nate's review on Brenda's butt-burning sauce later this episode. <laughs> All right. It'll happen. I was thinking more about a brouhaha, but I could, didn't have time to stop and get any. I don't necessarily want to bug you about it, but can for, I have a brew dog? A beer? Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah cool. Of course you can. Yo, uh, there's like 24 Schlitz in there. Just saying. I'm on to this now. I actually do like this. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good sauce. You know I mean? It tastes good with the pizza. It tastes like it's part of the pizza. Mm-hmm. Like the thing I noticed, like I was with you on my first bite, like, oh, there's not really much there. But as I ate a, a little bit more, I was like, no, there is heat there. It just blends really well with the pizza. Some of these are actually made by Ashley. Oh, so she made it with love and saliva. I don't know if she made this one. But. You're talking about the mean lady at the place? Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just Maybe she... too full of heat. She's got to let it out somehow. She's pissed because her eyes burn <laughs> so <right>. much. <laughs> I suffer from my art. <laughs> uh, uh, there's cayenne pepper in my fucking eyes. Uh, um, 
Woo. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the director's movie, Neil Marshall, he also made um, 2002's Dog Soldiers. I've never seen that, but that shit looks awesome. Dude, depending when you ask me, like, that is sometimes, like, I would say that's my favorite werewolf movie. Like, my top three werewolf movies, for sure, are, like, Dog Soldiers, The Howling, and American Werewolf in London. But depending what day you ask me, it's either Dog Soldiers or The Howling. Like, it's not Wolf starring Jack Nicholson. No. <laughs> but that is a movie Hogan, Hogan's proposed that we do that on the podcast. I haven't seen it since it came out, so I don't remember it. Is it I'd good? Be curious. I just remember it has. Good uh, isn't the word you'd use. What's his name? Uh, it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, not him. Jack Nicholson. Who's opposite of him? Benicio uh, you know del Nicholson Toro. From Anger Management with no, Adam it's Sandler. Not Benicio del Toro. That's another movie. That's another movie that's just called Wolf. Oh, it is. It's okay. um, what the fuck is his name? James, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Jay. Shit. James Garner. James. No. <laughs> James Hetfield. James Garner would be fantastic though. <laughs> James and the Giant Peach. James um, Stewart. No, he's in like less than zero with Robert Downey Jr. Ah, uh, he's a wolf. See, that's a werewolf. Who was that supposed to be? Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> yeah, that was not no, good. It was not. I, I need some some wolf bane. I even like just watched Rear Window the other night. It's just not stuck in there. James Spader. Oh, sick. Oh, Jimmy Spade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we. The I did get. Source rips though. I got Emily uh, a <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock box set, Blu-ray set for Christmas, and it's beautiful. It opens up each movie has its own little slot, and then it's got the theatrical poster with some stills and a description. Nice. And there's a documentary after Rear Window that's just like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock's filmmaking history kind of thing. And it's showing clips from Weir, Rear Window. I keep saying Weir. Weir it's where, where, Window. Where, Wimbo. It's the <laughs> Window. But Rear Window, and it looks all Wimbo. like dark and crappy. It doesn't even look as kind of as good as the Blu-ray. It's like they didn't source it for that. They When they made the documentary, oh. they used whatever source they had at that time. Yeah. And it was like astounding to see the difference. Oh, shit, yeah, Blu-ray's sick. Because I could like see the texture in the brick and like the petals in the garden. It's shit. so cool to see. Like, first time you see like a nice transfer of something you've watched a million times on VHS or, or just like TV growing up or something, it's like, holy shit. Like, you can like tell what the fabric of the clothes would feel like if you touched it. Like, you can see like texture and wallpaper. So it's just it's like pores in people's cool. faces and shit. <laughs> It's weird. That actor's sweating a lot. Yeah, he sure is. He's not just wet. <laughs> We've been watching Forrest Gump on VHS at the shop so much that all the Vietnam scenes, you can't see like all the bullets whizzing by. But the VCR stopped working the other day, so we had to put in the Blu-ray. And you're like, oh my God! Yeah, you know, right? the shit I couldn't see before. <laughs> <sighs> have we talked about on the podcast board like, how many copies of Forrest Gump you have at Beautiful Franklin Plus? A little Bar, bit. I don't think he said a number. There's Maybe. a lot. There's close to... I haven't counted in a while, but it's probably close Tell to... Tell our listeners a bit about this. I don't know. It's called the Gump Dump. <laughs> you can just donate a copy of Forrest Gump on tape if you haven't. Or sound... I have just people donate the soundtrack. I have quite a few soundtracks, too. Or on the CD. audiobook. The, uh, several copies of and, the audiobook. And roughly how many copies of the VHS do you think you have? Close to 400, probably. The audiobook is read by Tom Hanks in a Forrest Gump. <laughs> is it really? No. No. Oh, no. That'd be I was like, awful. I would f- I'm fucking in if that's the case. Like, give me one of those copies, dude. dude the like, book he does everybody's actually... voice. <laughs> the book is actually really Jenny strange like, because, like, <laughs> in the movie, Jenny's, like, a piece of shit. But in the, in the book, Forrest is actually a piece of shit. Oh. Like he's always out fucking people and doing drugs. Like what? he gets jerked off within the first fifteen pages of the book As a by, child? A, by an old woman. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And he's an astrophysicist and he goes to space. 
I went huh. to the moon. Like, I don't know how yeah. you got the movie out of the book, you know? Like, they're so completely different. Well, you see, someone adapts the book, and then they hire a uh, crew. It's not even the same. They... Sounds not like even a, the same. Sounds like a page turner, though. I need <laughs> yeah. to get in there. By hand job right out of the gate. Yep. Oh, 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 yep. oh. I ruined your roommate's bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> But so if any of our listeners have copies of Forrest Gump and want to donate to the dump, the the gump, gump dump. dump. The wheel at, window. <laughs> the wheel no. window. Oh, the wheel window. <laughs> but yeah, send your copies to Beautiful Franklin Plus Barbershop in Beaverdale, Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, Hogan would be happy to have them. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hogan, if you haven't seen Dog Soldiers, make that happen. It's awesome. It's on my list. It's like, it's like Aliens meets Predator meets Werewolves and a bunch of dudes with Thick Cockney accents. How was that Wax movie? Did you watch that when you got it? Or has it not come yet? It hasn't come yet. It should be next week sometime. Oh, cool. It hasn't come yet. Just like Forrest. <laughs> it's, in, it's, it's been ripped open in that like train lot out in California. <laughs> yeah. I saw some news reporter going around that like, picked up a thing and scanned it. And she's like, this says it's out for delivery. It'll be there today. It's probably, the same. <laughs> it's probably sitting there with my velour suit as well. There's some bum out there looking sick watching wax. <laughs> a portable Blu-ray player wearing his velour suit. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess Dog Soldiers. He also did. There, there was a Hellboy 2019. Which I haven't seen it, but I Hellboy was like, in that one is the dude that's the sheriff in Stranger Things. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. It's like it's yeah. not. A, it's a reboot. It's not a continuation of the right. Gilmore del Toro ones. Yeah. Which is kind of like those ones were good. Why wouldn't they just crazy? Practical it's not effect. like there's not enough story to do more. He also did a couple episodes of Lost in Space, a couple episodes of Game of Thrones. He did an episode of that Hannibal show. Have you watched any of that Lost in Space at all? Yeah, I watched the first season, liked it a lot, yeah. and then I just kind of like never came Forgot back to that it. Existed. Yeah, I didn't forget about it. I just never felt like this like desire to go back. It was like that was enough. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I watched that for season two. I thought it, thought it was good. Uh, he did his. Yeah, I mean, Descent was like really well received when it came out, and then he made that Doomsday movie, which was kind of mediocre. Do you guys see that one? I didn't, but it's it, probably not a very fun movie to watch during the pandemic. No, <laughs> based on the trailer I watched. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like virus and the world stuff, but then like it jumps ahead in time, where after the virus kind of settled out, and it's like post-apocalyptic kind of like action. Movie. Looks like they put everyone in a box and leave them to die. Yeah, but, then, but then people, but then they like venture out into like the wasteland. If I remember yeah. right, I saw it like when it first came out, and I was like, oh well. So if you haven't had enough pandemic, <laughs> doomsday, all right. <laughs> but so, uh, so the descent. We open with three women whitewater rafting. Uh, a man and a little girl look on and cheer like mommy, uh, and the ladies dock. And like, how much could they have possibly seen from that rock point yeah, of view? Just like the like very the last end, second where just, they're not doing anything yeah, cool. Yeah. Just them turning the corner like, hey, they're done. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so then it also was like, hey, we're in a white wire raft. So I need you to like meet us at this, uh, you know, latitude longitude. Like, like meet us here at this time. We're going to come around the bend and uh, you can pick our asses Yeah, it's up. like standing on the bridge at the Raging River at Adventureland. <laughs> oh, man. Raging River is pretty dangerous. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more dangerous than this. <laughs> um, so the ladies like dock, so to speak, and uh, 
the man helps uh, the character Juno, played by Natalie Mendoza. Mendoza! Who's <laughs> <laughs> also in Descent so... 2 and Moulin Rouge and uh, eight episodes of TV's Beastmaster. She's in Descent 2? Electric Boogaloo. As the Juno character? Yeah. That's bull. Bubba. Bullshit. I'm I'm down with the unrated. Fuck a sequel. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> and uh, so like he helps her out of the water and helps her take her helmet off. So like, it lead to believe that he, like, she's the almost mom. passionately oh, takes yeah. it off and like they kind of have yeah. a look together. So you and me like, oh, this is mommy. But then uh, this other character, Sarah, played by Sean McDonald, who's also in Descent Two and the Mutant Chronicles, has a bit role in Star Wars Episode Eight. The Last Jedi. She's like just like a pilot in an X-Wing or some shit for like a second. Um, then she heads to the little girl, and we find out that she's in fact the mom, which makes the whole passionate helmet removal of her husband with Juno seem kind of suspicious. Which there's like some shifting eyes there, right? Between the, the other people. actual wife. She, she's busy doing something. The person that's looking over yeah, is Beth's there. Beth. She's like tying up the raft. Oh. The other girl. She's like yeah. noticing what's happening. So that's kind of weird. Um, and yeah. she's like, well, you guys can take off. I'll just take care of this here. So then the family, Sarah and the husband, the little girl, they head out in a car. And they're driving around. And she's like, you seem kind of distant. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm good. Uh. And then he just drifts in the other lane. And we get a fucking gnarly Final Destination type accident here out the gate. They get fucking traffic death is what that is. <laughs> like, that needs to be a clip. That plays on our loop. Order your copy of Draft This new album, Curse of the Judas Sabbath. Um, some Judas records. Curse of the Iron Sabbath. Oh fuck! I tried. Here, dude, do it again. <laughs> Order your copy of the new Traffic Death record from SunpumpRecords.com. All right. All right. Is that the website? Is it SunpumpRecords.com? Yeah. Or am I just plugging this wrong? No, that's it. And so when type in SunpumpRecords.com, it goes to some like the record does page. physically <laughs> exist now. It's made it from the Czech Republic to Germany, and now we're just kind of waiting for an update. Um, uh, I think the the coolest thing on Juno's list is she was on the uh, Beastmaster TV series for eight episodes. Yo, I listed that boy. And she was, oh, you did? Yeah, motherfucker. Oh, you must have just been like, yada, 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 and I missed it. <laughs> I mentioned the disc. <laughs> did you also mention that she's in an episode of Farscape? No. Okay, well, there, I got one. Whoop, whoop. Ring the bell, bitches. <laughs> she's in Moulin Rouge, and I believe she actually does sing a song. She's the China doll, is what her name is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually worked in the movie theater when that was out. Yeah? Did she show up there at all? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> we had seats reserved for her. <laughs> yeah, she Why, she just never China fucking doll. showed up. She was up. supposed to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bitch we wrote China, China doll. doll on the back of the seat and everything, and she just <laughs> never showed up. Yeah. So after this crazy car accident, we cut to Sarah waking up in a hospital, and she immediately starts, you know, like, taking off all of her gear and shit, and starts wiring the hospital looking for her family, and it becomes like a Nightmare on Elm Street-esque scenario. Where as she runs, the, the lights, lights are, yeah. And it's, it's the first time we see that kind of green light that, that is so prominent throughout it. Night vision mode. Which follows them into the cave, which also, I feel, makes it so this is sort of a foreshadowing. Yeah. You're probably going to go into that. Oh, like, trapped in the it. dark. No, no, I, I'm with you. Like, it's yeah. cool. Um. I love the mood the movie just has out the like out the gate like it just like okay this is like we're in the shit like you're probably like six minutes into the movie at this point and it just feels I mean you've already killed a bleak. kid so yeah <laughs> they don't show it they but show it's, it's, go through the husband's implied. head and it's a pretty good gore shot like when they yeah they kind of stuff that she's in like kind of behind the husband in there and we see like three rods come through it's like it's it's implied like yeah that you know yeah um 
and the way she like collapses and her friends are like, oh, we're so sorry. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, her family's dead. Yeah. Um, and then we get the title. So this whole thing's like a prologue to the film. This is yeah, this is all before the <laughs> movie really starts. It's sick. <laughs> so now we jump ahead uh, to the Appalachian Mountains in America one year later. Um, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Sarah He's Beth. lying to you. He's never been to no Appalachian. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking what? about? He knows. I don't. It's from Run, Ronnie, Run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They go up. He goes, have you seen someone who goes by the Appalachian of Ronnie? They go, oh, man, he's been lying to you. He ain't never been to no Appalachian. <laughs> so uh, when we cut ahead in the year, Sarah and Beth, who is the third girl from the rafting trip, um, she played by Alex Reed. From some Netflix show called Unorthodox and another show called Misfits, not based on the cool rock band pre Danzig quitting. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and they're driving the meetup of Juno, uh, the girl that was eye fucking her dead husband. Who has set up this whole trip for everybody. Oh, it's a crazy splitting like, trip. You know, Girls Juno. Weekend! Have you noticed the older Glenn Danzig gets, the more he looks like Belial? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second Belial references episode. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so they arrive at like this, like these cabins they rent, and they link up with a couple other friends. Sam played well, by bef- before Ma- they get there. Oh. She says, uh, "Do you do you still want to do this, or do you want to get wasted and go to a barn dance?" <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself personally, "Yes, please. Yeah, barn dance. Go into a cave. Go to the fucking barn dance." But instead, they're heading into the Chattanooga National Park <laughs> to go spelunking, as it were. Ooh. I did look into this a little bit, so. <laughs> um, to get an Airbnb for five people in the Appalachian Mountains. I looked for a while. It took me a while to find one that looked kind of like this one. Most of them are, like, definitely made for yuppies to be super comfortable, like, with full kitchens and everything. They're not, like, boxes yeah. like the one in there. So you can get a uh, – the one I found said you can have four guests. I'm sure you could sneak fucking Juno in a fucking duffel bag or whatever. And then uh, – <laughs> I mean, you're out in the wilderness. I don't think you know going to be, gonna be there. But it's only like 117 bucks a night. It makes me think, like, why haven't I gone to the Appalachian Mountains yeah, for a night? Yeah, you split that between six people. Yeah. When we do a, a Descent Two episode someday, we'll we'll go we'll travel and do that one. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing the Part Descent two. two, but we could probably do some sort of Bigfoot film that takes place in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. So the Chattooga National Park actually doesn't exist, but this has <laughs> a lot of. Uh, a but lot they of... just research how to run Airbnb there. Just no, the Appalachian no, but Mountains, but not in Chattooga. Oh, okay. Not the national. Are you park. calling Nate's Airbnb research a lie? There no. wouldn't be an Airbnb inside of a national park. But th- one of the government th- property. Are you sure? Yes. What if it was Uncle Sam himself? Okay, I mean, like yeah, maybe. He's got his big hat on. <laughs> he wants you, the beard, and everything. <laughs> one of the things that Neil Marshall said is that he uh, he kind of tried to model this movie a little bit after Deliverance, and so the name of the town, Chattooga <laughs> National Park, is actually the name of the river that they go down in Deliverance. The okay. Oh, shit. Deliverance is a prequel to this? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second film of the Deliverance trilogy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's actually Deliverance too, isn't there? Oh, yeah. This is a prequel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't there something that happens in that movie that's not pleasant? <laughs> well, it's remember. a family film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie Cox plays guitar. Oh, yeah, that's unpleasant <laughs> for sure. So, so they get to the cabin and they link up with a couple of their friends. Sam, who's played by Myanna Burring, which is a weird name, Myanna, uh, who is in the director's next film, Doomsday, um, which we already talked about a little bit, and Rebecca, played by Saskia Mulder, who is in the beach with Leo. 
She's um, also that Sam is in a modern Netflix show called Responder. This I've is literally like that. this year, like 2022. Oh. Sorry. No, no, no. You know, you're good. Uh, and then Holly, who's played by Nora Jane Noon, who is also in Doomsday. They're, they're in other stuff, too, but a lot of stuff I was like, I don't fucking know what this she is. She seems like she probably went up for the role of Tank Girl and lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the vibe I got from her. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, Man, I haven't watched Tank Girl forever. Me either. I, I have it in my 90s like pile to watch. But I remember like the animated sequence that movie being awesome because it looked like the comics and shit, and the rest of the movie being like real painfully mediocre. Yeah. Like, like rough. I just watched but a show that came time. out recently with Lori Petty, and she looks rough, lumpy. Dude, oh, I oh st- no, she looks like Belial. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing some computer crap the other day, and I was just like, "What haven't I watched in a while?" I was like, "I recently watched Son in Law like last year," and I was like, "I want to watch one of these other Polly Shore flicks." And I put in "Join the Army Now" in the Army in Now. The Army now. Ju- and just the opening credit sequence where they're playing the game and he's just like doing his like ah 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 thing. <laughs> Fuck, I wanted to shoot myself. And then when you see him on screen and the way his like facial hair is and the way he acts like towards his boss, it's like you'd be fucking fired a week ago. The best thing about that movie is Andy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely much more tolerable than Polly. Polly had worn out his welcome. Dude, at that Andy point. Dick being more tolerable than Polly Shore is also saying a lot too. Because yeah. Andy yeah. Dick is not always <laughs> He's a piece of shit, dude. He was bragging about being the one that sold Phil Hartman's wife the cocaine that oh, yeah. like she took right before she's flipped out. Lovitz, really? Yeah. Lovitz or wow. someone fucking like knocked him out or some shit about that, if I remember right. There was like yeah. one, one of those other SNL. He was guys bragging about it. Someone like, laid like, him out. Laid him out about it. I thought it was Lovitz, which yeah. I was like, that, that sounds, sounds right. cool. Yeah. Like yeah. He seems like someone that would lay someone out. <clears throat> And then he'll reap the benefits. Dude, Andy Dick was... <laughs> <laughs> I was... Man, I'm glad you said something, because I was trying to figure out how to work it in there, and I just couldn't do it. I also... I love the... My favorite Lovitch sketch from SNL Bank days when uh, they were doing, like, the Dunkin' Donuts thing when the guy was retiring. Do you remember this bit? And it's like... Because there always be this Dunkin' Donuts guy's like, well, it's time to make the donuts, you know? Yeah. It's like a sketch about that guy making his last commercial and Lovitz is like, I really want some like closure for the character here, you know? <laughs> so, so he kept being like, like it's time to make the donuts and it's time to die. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> this is fucking great. And Phil Hartman or someone's director that comes like, like, like what, what's the deal here? Why do you keep talking about death? He's like, I just want closure for my character, you know? He's been making donuts all these years and I need something needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's a good bit. Trying to find it. That sounds good. Time to die. That was my favorite part about that big like SNL thing they did, the hoopla. I mean, there was the super unfunny Eddie Murphy part. There was yeah. all these other things. But it was the part where they're like playing the like, you know, people that were on Saturday Night Live that are now dead. It's like Chris Farley yeah. and everybody. And then it shows John Lovitz. <laughs> and it cuts to him in the crowd sitting there. And he's just going like, what? <laughs> like, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I don't know, like just that do, was, no. I remember that was really good. I I liked Bill Murray's Jaws song. I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, that was funny. Jaws, <laughs> you, know, he's like, <laughs> you bastard! You know, like, he's like, it's like, yes, this is sweet. Sells it hard. Oh man. Ah. So the group reminisces over some brews and talk about their forthcoming adventure in the caverns. It's pretty jovial, classic horror movie bullshit. You know, talking about love interests, drinking and smoking. You know the drill. If you've watched horror movies, you've seen this scene before. PJs galore. PJs. 
Um, in but the there's no the shower night, scene. If this was made in the '80s, I think there would definitely be a, like mm-hmm. at least a couple showers. They would have all been showering at once. Yeah, and it'd be like boom, doo, 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 somehow that cabin <laughs> has like a six faucet like prison yeah. shower in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the middle of the night, Sarah can't sleep. She wakes up and she's looking out the window. When suddenly a metal rock comes through in the window and it goes through her fucking head. Then she wakes up <laughs> again. Very Nightmare on Elm Street, like straight up. And we do get Holly, and who is it that sneaks out with her to have a joint? Uh, I don't know. There's a weird <laughs> moment where they sneak out to have a joint, and no, then when Juno comes out... It's Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Oh, it is Sarah. Juno Sarah and Rebecca look a lot alike. Juno comes out, uh, and they throw the joint away. Like, Juno's gonna, like, say something? It's like, what is she, the cops? Like, who gives Dude, a Juno's shit? Juno's that square should be strange too. Like, shh, here, quick, here comes mom. Yeah. You know? Like... I think Juno's a real hard ass. What we're supposed to gather from that scene, you know what I mean? She's a hard ass. She's the boss. So let's oh, all get shit faced before we go. Spoiler <laughs> alert: Follow the rules, but let's jump into this fucking cave that nobody's been into before. Yeah. But they don't think. But they think they're going to a cave people have been in before, right? Yeah. Um, so but he ne- means Juno's being kind of. Yeah, Juno's yeah. a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Juno. So the next morning, Juno's jogging up early, and then she uh, starts waking up all the others. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, with some missed elite. opportunity yeah. for with, a fucking you know uh, a triangle waking everybody up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she does some elite stretching where she Dude. Like, puts her leg up <laughs> above shit. her head like that. Uh, and then Sarah uh, takes some meds before they head out. So that's you know. And they uh, have started this like we see. Have we seen candles yet? Or is that the next hallucination? Yeah, I think it's the next hallucination. Yeah, there's there's some sprinkled in. Okay. Um, I just wanted to get into that part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I actually am not sure when the first time it happens, but I know what you speak. I think you, you just said what, what happened. She saw the thing in the window, the spike. That was yeah. that nightmare. Uh, it's b- later. Before they leave, the group takes a group photo at the cabin for hanging out, you know, as you do. Which is notoriously in the trailer and in some of the trade advertisements. <laughs> also very similar to Deliverance. And I think they're kind of like, you know, not going for a total Blair Witch thing, but it's kind of adds like an Tell element of... <laughs> it adds an element of realism, you know, this group of people. I like Blair Witch. The, I, I really like the Blair Witch that came out a few years ago, which probably means it was like five years ago now because I keep my timelines all fucked up because the pandemic. I keep like, oh, you know, what? Maybe like last year. Yeah. So I keep referring to things like like 2018 was last year. I just yeah. never or saw like, it because I'm a grown up. It's fun. <laughs> what? Huh? Did, what did you didn't see the new Blair Witch? It really is good. Like, if you like the first movie, it's good. I liked the first movie when I saw it. I don't think I'd like it now. I don't think I'd ever watch it again. What? What about you, Hogan? I want to know real What fast. was great was the not knowing if it was real. The right. marketing was brilliant. Now right. it'd just be like, oh, these are just some college dorks. I watched it a few years ago with Bickley, and it had like zero effect on me whatsoever. It was just, hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of horror movies don't affect me the same, though, now I'm older. But I still think that movie's pretty inventive. I think it's cool. Like, in the world of found footage movies, like... I don't know. I think Which is a, like my least favorite genre. Really. There's a lot of yeah, but it's like what Nate's movies. saying. Like the entire mystique of the entire thing has been like sucked out of it because you know that it's not. It's real. Now it's just yeah. like poorly shot, poorly made, right. poorly edited, poorly lit. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. see, I like the <laughs> like, I still like the lore of that whole story. I think there's a lot of cool world building of stuff that came out around that too that makes that movie creepier. But the new movie, I think, also plays off the same lore, and it's it it strengthens the the old one because it is made with a little different sensibilities but it's still 
I don't know. My favorite thing about that movie is how much the people in that town hate that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we cue the ominous music as the gang drives in the back roads, and then they go off-roads on their way to the cave. Um, they question <laughs> Juno, making sure she knows where they're going, and uh, because it seems pretty like middle of the fucking nowhere in the woods, and That's she's sick like, Bronco, too. You know. Oh, yeah, dude. OJ would have liked it. Um, There's a weird scene in there where she's like trying to set her watch, which is a foreshadowing of the watch that comes up later. Like that watch because she can't set up right, and she's like, "If a guy gave me that, I'd dump him on the spot." Was it a Casio? (laughs) It was a weird looking watch. I think it was supposed to be something that like would actually be useful, but yeah, it wasn't. So, dudes, don't ever give your ladies. A Casio Casio Spelunk watch. And there's also a conversation about how the cave, this is where we hear, the caves are level two, and that's what Juno's saying. It's easy, like, don't worry about it. Like, anyone could do this. So everyone's going into it with the preconceived notion that, like, it's a completely safe situation. Well, someone says something about how it's like, it's a tourist trap, you know? Yeah. I don't know why I made him have a southern accent. Which is why no one. They're all very, like, they're North Carolina. It's a tourist trap. They're British. There is no south. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're south Wales. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then they get out of the car and they hike for some time. It's like, no, like before, oh, before that, we see Juno take the instruction manual that's supposed to be for the cave systems that she has said that they're going yes. to, and, she's and she it. puts it in the glove box, which we later find out doesn't wah, matter anyway because they're wah. not even in that system. But it doesn't mean it couldn't have maybe helped. I don't know, probably not. I would say if you're ever going spelunking, uh, don't you... go with people named Juno, yeah. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. Oh. I don't. Where is Susan? <laughs> I don't know. Susan! Susan! I need to go to the bathroom. I, need. <clears throat> I tried to get her cadence. I tried mm-hmm. to... I think you captured it. And uh, while they're walking there, they're talking about all the awful things that can happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they're hiking, which seems like miles away from the vehicles. And Rebecca warns them about what they could experience while underground. Dehydration. Disorientation. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Dehydration, disorientation, claustrophobia, panic attacks, paranoia, hallucinations, visual and oral deterioration. Sounds like a great time. Oral deterioration. I know that's also like an amazing grindcore band name. (laughs) Um, I haven't looked up to see if it's been used. I should have fucking copyrighted it before I said it. But. Um, does that just mean like hearing someone speak sounds wrong or off? Yeah, teeth like, are gonna fall out of your head. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no yeah. visual and like, 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 yeah, like, like audio. Audi- yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what it means. Yeah. Okay. Oral, like A U R L. A U R A L. Yeah. Not oral. O R A L. Oh, is this a hallucination? <laughs> you sound like the fucking dude in Men in Black who's like, <laughs> Edgar? It's Edgar, me. Edgar, guys, it's me, Jimmy Stewart. I want to live. Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah. I like the first Men in Black, but the sequels I do not. Is Michael Jackson in the first one? No, is he? I don't. I'm asking. Don't He's don't... in one of them. He plays is an alien. He? Really? Yeah. They're like, I didn't know that. They need to save money on the fucking special. If he's in it, budget. I did not know he was in it. I've only seen the first one, and I only saw it once. I like. The I first do want to see I it again. Being like, like, I like Tommy Lee Jones. I just watched The Fugitive recently, and I was like, you know what? I need to watch more fucking Tommy Lee Jones. Remember that I'll movie be blown away with Tommy Lee yeah, Jones. Yeah, that's good. That movie's good. Uh, 
I just watched a movie with Tommy Lee Jones that people don't talk about very much. Um, it's from 78. It's called The Eyes of Laura Mars. Have you seen that? I have it, and I know it's about a transplant, but I haven't seen it. Or it's not. It's not. So, so check this movie out, because uh, here's what's shit sick about this movie. One, written by John Carpenter. It was supposed to be his first major studio film, but because he wasn't like a proven talent yet, they took it away and had someone else direct it. It's directed by uh, Irving Kirshner, the guy who directed The Empire Strikes Back. Um, Boo. Just kidding. It's, I'm kidding. It's Faye Dunaway. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Um, Raw Julia is in it. It's fucking, it's really good. Check it well, out. The Eyes I of War Mars. Sure. Make make that a priority to watch because it was actually like, well, it's, it's once you know too, it's like a Carpenter movie you, you haven't seen essentially. It's like, oh. But right. watching it, you're like, it is really good, but knowing that Carpenter could have made it, it's like, fuck, this would have been incredible. It's got kind of a Giallo feel to it. It's it's cool. Is it like, weird when the stormtroopers show up? <laughs> <laughs> that part's super strange. Um, Just had this shit laying around. I figured I should use it. But uh, no, it's, yeah, it's from '78. It's it's good. Cool. But that's one I think like that's definitely under the radar. That like someday that's gonna like I think more people are gonna be like, oh, it's like the Lost Carpenter movie, and it'll get more hype. But like it'll find an audience. That's like one of those movies that like, so, some label's gonna put it out with a bunch of special features. And, I feel like I've you know, heard it in a con in the context of the Carpenter verse yeah. mentioned on some other show or something, and I just never took the time to actually put it in. It's cool. Jill and I watched it and had a really good time. Sweet. But it's it's about a uh uh a photographer and all of her photos have like a crazy murder or something in them. And uh killings start happening that are very much like her photography. So of course she's a suspect, but the whole thing is she has some weird like psychic connection where as the murders happen, she sees the murders happen through her own eyes, but she can't control anything else so it's like she's basically blind so you could be doing something you could be driving your car and then suddenly you're seeing what the killer's seeing going to kill someone so you can't see what the fuck you're doing okay it's a really cool concept like it's good yeah um but yeah check that out the more you talk about it so i don't know i'm gonna i'll watch it and see if i had watched it and forgot about it doesn't mean it wasn't good it just means i'm in my brain's garbage oh it just yeah just since you mentioned Tommy Lee jones i was like oh fuck i should mention this um so yeah, check that out. Uh, so the, yeah, they arrive at the giant hole in the ground, and they begin setting up their equipment to like head down to this cavern. I'm an English teacher, not a fucking tomb raider. <laughs> that was a good line. Might be my favorite from the movie. It's definitely the funniest line in the movie. Because yeah. this movie, like, sure. there's not a lot of zingers in this one. It's also it also <laughs> kind of places it in, like in a period that joke wouldn't have made sense ten yeah. years earlier. Maybe it would have. I don't remember when Tomb Raider came out. <laughs> Which apparently the new Tomb Raider they nodded to a scene. That's actually on the cover in the movie. Oh. Because of that. Really? Of them saying that. Nice. Yeah. Um, all this exterior stuff in this film was shot in uh, Scotland. and uh, But once they enter the cave system, it's all an elaborate set built in Pinewood um, in London. Well, which, fucking really elaborate set. Yo, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. Because it does. It looks like, oh, they found some cave system. Like, no, it's a set. Pinewood's awesome. That's like that's where they built the Nostromo for Alien. A lot of Star Wars shot. There are like tons of productions shoot at Pinewood. Did you watch any of the special features on this? I couldn't watch any of them because my disc was oh, like really? fucked. Uh, I, I, yeah. So I had to go through different players. What I thought was really interesting about uh, about this is that not they don't just do the so you can do like the audio commentary um, with it. But then they also have it set up. I can't remember. There's like the un or the unrated cut, the rated cut, or whatever. But then they have another version where they show all these like interviews and behind the scenes stuff while the movie plays. Too. Oh, like picture in picture. Cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. The special features look stacked. I was so bummed. I was like, I can't get any extra knowledge for this movie. It was cool. But anyway, they were talking about uh, building the caves, and they were essentially like, you know, the entire cave is like a jigsaw puzzle, so they could take it and they could move it around. and create different, different sections of the cave. Yeah. Brilliant. That, that's part of this movie really works when it gets going, like, it, like especially in the 2000s, like, it doesn't feel like a CGI fest. It, it feels really organic and visceral. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. There's, I awesome. can't imagine there's any CGI in this. Yeah. There's a little bit, but very, I, it's very like, little. But I think it's one thing. Like, like, like bats coming out okay. of the cave. Or, like, like enhancing, yeah. enhancing, like, blood splatters, like, some extra stuff, which mm-hmm. a lot of stuff does that now. It's like, looks good, you know? Like, yeah. And I honestly, I don't care about CGI if I can't tell that it's CGI. It's just that usually CGI sticks out or something like that. Looks like it's from a fucking video game, mm-hmm. yeah. like and that pulls me out. You know, there's like one one shot that that was actually pretty noticeable. I thought, which is kind of a bummer. It's when they're all like actually dropping down. The chick, what's her name, Sam? When she l- comes down real fast, it looks yeah. kind of like. Yeah, because they show it from like below, and clearly it's like you know all in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, Gumby sliding yeah. down that which pole, seemed, which is kind of a bummer because it was a totally it, the shot seemed kind of like unnecessary. Well, it's also know? like you could have just shot that and sped it up too, or, right? You know. But not enough to ruin the movie. Uh, well, and talk about we'll talk about that too. The cast had to learn um, basic climbing prior to shooting because uh, they wanted to look real, and they did climb some stuff on set. And like the crew actually went out to some real caves to see what lighting and stuff would look like if they were in a real cave. So when they apply it to the set, it would still feel... Which would be none. It's Yeah. <laughs> so that's, but that's like they try to really figure out, like, how would we light it? How would we make this look like you're in a cave? Yeah. And that's that's cool. Um, like, that's real filmmaking, you know? Uh, I love, I love the, I appreciate the commitment to uh, authenticity, but... Um, I would, I'm going to straight up say I would not do splunking. You, you kind of mentioned that earlier, Nate. Like you're, no. I would go to the barn dance. I wouldn't fucking do this shit. I'm not like even like you guys the tomorrow. most. Cla- yeah, <laughs> I'll be at the barn. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not. I'm like the most claustrophobic or anything, but like, this does not sound fun. I would not want to go oh, do. It. No thanks. Have you? Yeah. So would you? Would you do the splunking with Juno? Would you be in her this, crew? I feel like this is a little bit different though. Like you know, You're I went about being led around under. I mean, that's yeah, different. bro. That is way different. Than, like walking. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'd do that. But, but like some of the like, there's one called Spook Cave, and it's in Missouri. Ooh, and, spooky. Uh, it's really weird because you have to you have to take the tour in a boat, but Yarr. it's like a like a really small canoe, and from where the top of the water, if like if this is the top of the water, here's the opening of the cave. I mean, so you have to like crouch to down lay down in this fucking canoe to actually get into it, and that like you're doing that for a good like two or three minutes, so it's like super uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, but and then when you get in there, like everything's real small and tight. Yeah, it's not incredibly fun. claustrophobic. So you would be out. You would not go spelunking. No, I do it. I think it's. Oh. I think that stuff's kind of cool. So me and Nate will be at the barn dance. Yeah, this looks pretty be, cool, Hogan. Well, I mean, not Never getting see you fucking, again. not getting <laughs> murdered sounds terrible. I mean, sounds great, but like, <laughs> I've decided after watching this again that like my fears are heights, open water. And caves, which the caves and the open water thing are similar. What my fear is, the open water also includes lakes. It's just the not knowing what's under you, like you not in the cage. Like, there could just be moss under you. Could be Shops a catfish. In the water. Could be a right. snapping turtle. Could be a fucking shark and alligator. Right. Could be a fucking cave dwelling mutant <laughs> creature. Could be a shark native. I don't know. But I'm not going in. I mean, I feel like the walking around the cave part is like cool. It's the you know 
get on really, your belly and crawl through the space. The really tight spaces. It That's reminds like, me of that scene in fucking Daylight. You remember that where, uh, what was it? Fucking Sylvester Stallone, where they all get trapped ugh. underneath the bridge, like ugh. in the yeah. middle of the river. <laughs> I can't remember who it is. Some dude has to like crawl through a fucking tunnel like that and it collapses on him. I, I thought you were going to say cliffhanger at first because think about like Stallone in a cave. So I mean, it's like, it reminds you of cliffhanger. There's a cliffhanger moment in here. <laughs> yeah. There's. Uh... <laughs> and, and similarly. Michael Rooker should have been in this too. Yeah. <laughs> and John Lithgow. <clears throat> John Lithgow and. <laughs> They tried out, but they didn't look good in drag. They they could just be the <laughs> cave dwelling monster men. Like we're hire, we're uh, trying to hire uh, six British women. It's like <laughs> get yeah, out of here, I John can play British women. That was not right. That sounded like Bruce Willis, not Michael Rooker. I failed. Yeah. I'm uh, not even gonna try. Uh, but yeah, the cave system is pretty gorgeous when they're in there. Like little waterfall, they got some vegetation, pretty rocks. But yeah, this, Sarah discovers the uh, the bloody handprint in the wall, mm-hmm. and then all the after, bats fly out on her. So after she falls, and when she falls, that's when she is dreaming about the candles for the first time. And the only reason I know that is because I looked over just in time to see that happen. Just she now. hits her head, and then she's thinking about the candles. She wakes up. And that's when they start exploring that main cavern all right, with the all right. flares and the red light and shit. That right, looks okay. awesome. Uh, yeah, and Holly uh, gets out a handheld camera because she's like, someone has to document the adventure, right? Um, then they shoot the flares out into the dark cavern and they proceed. Sarah doesn't get up until Juno tries to have a little stop and chat. Yeah. And she's just like, um, I'm feeling a little jet lagged. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they take the little break, eat some snacks, and Juno's like, Juno's like, hey, I'm really sorry I didn't stick around longer after that accident. Yeah, because yeah. like basically like you know her her husband and child died and Juno was like fuck why well, have to catch a flight peace out bitch yeah um, I, I yeah. mean she's probably feeling a little guilty too since she was like banging that dude right yeah <laughs> um, later she tries to get <laughs> some uh, con- condolences by being like we all lost something in that crash yeah. she's like she's like bitch what that mean yeah <laughs> you know like, uh, like so, so yeah Sarah goes off to look for the next path to proceed. Um, cause she's not really into champ, you know, and then Sarah finds that little tunnel and, uh, Holly decides she's going to go through it first. And we're talking like tiny little crawl in your belly tunnel. She doesn't just decide she dives head first like, into boop, boop. it. Holly's ready to party, dude. Yeah. She's the party girl. All of the ladies in the cast dubbed this tunnel, the vagina. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that fact. That's a good one. Did they, did they go deeper into why? <laughs> no. Cause it was, well, I mean, it says they named the tiny crevice that was uh, narrow, wet, and slippery the vagina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they would know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's like when you're going through all these tunnels and stuff, like, like you know, I've mentioned the set's great. Like, there's atmosphere for days in this movie. Um, and during these scenes where they're like really claustrophobically in it all you hear is like the scraping <laughs> and the breathing yeah. and just like it's basically like what it would be like you're not hearing like a score which would take away from the kind of helplessness of the moment i mean i would seriously say like like if if you've not seen this movie before and you actually are claustrophobic i w- i would not recommend watching this movie i feel like if you have real claustrophobia like this would not be fun to watch I'm, jill had like a almost borderline panic attack when we watched this one i've never seen this before and like that scene alone like and nothing's even happened yet yeah i was this like this is Jesus kind of Christ. scary yeah i was like on edge so okay so they're crawling through this tiny space and uh, the gang goes through 
Uh, and Sarah's the last one through. And, of course, she ends up getting stuck and starts panicking. Um, and, it uh, again, if you're claustrophobic, the scene would probably be pretty intense. Uh, Beth goes back, and she gives Sarah a little pep talk. Like, you can move forward. Come on. And, What's uh, the joke she tells her? Anyone remember? I couldn't tell through the accents yeah. and all the giggling and heavy breathing. Um, <laughs> Something about sex. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't remember now. I <laughs> Uh, I was convinced at this point that this is what the movie was going to be. Was like, her was just stuck no, there the whole movie? It was going to be nothing else. It was just going to be all of them like trapped in this fucking cave. Well, which it is. is which really uh, yeah <laughs> right. Well, that's that's you part were of the correct fun too. But not knowing what it's about, like that is like kind of part of the ride. Yeah, and I didn't even bother. Like I didn't bother. You just popped it in. Reading the synopsis. Or I anything. love that. I just dude. threw it in. That's what it was like for me the first time I watched it too. Um, that's cool. It was it which yeah. Uh, but then they get through, and she Sarah realizes, like, oh, I left the rope bag, and she tries to go get it, and then the, the cramped tunnel starts collapsing. So they scurry out, they get out just in time. And she goes, fuck the rope bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they barely make out, and, and uh, so they ask Juno, like, what's the alternative path in the book? And this is where Juno reveals to them that she didn't bring the book. Um, before that, they're having a conversation before Sarah gets stuck, where you hear it just for a second. I think it's maybe Beth or Rebecca. Mm-hmm. There's a few characters I was having trouble with their names, even though I wrote them all down at the yes. beginning. It's still, there's a few people they don't go away. So I know one's well, it's up. dark as fuck, and they all have like helmets on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But she says, like, she makes a comment. It's like, this looks different than I imagined. I did the reading, and it doesn't look the way that I read. Yeah. yeah. Which is the second time we get the vibe that, like, like maybe something's, something's off. off. Yeah. Oh, jinx. Woo. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and then Door Sarah out. stuck. What? That's for farting. That oh, helps her. <laughs> We get the cave in, huge dust cloud fucking shoots out of the crevasse, <laughs> and, and booyah. Boing. Uh, but yeah, so this is like, you know, uh, Jun- found, Juno's led them to a different place that isn't a tourist trap. And uh, one of them tells her, this is an ego trip. And she's like, it hasn't got a name. It's a new system. I want us to discover it. No one has been down here before. And like, now we're in the horror. Like, like shit's on now. Um and as they're having this talk and kind of arguing with Juno, Sarah's shining her flashlight around the cave. Um, Is it called? They think they're in a place called Borum Caverns. Yeah. Yeah. And they're realizing they're not. And when she's shining her flashlight around, you hear one say, like, you told me this would be good for Sarah. Uh, and Sarah shines her light on the wall, and there's like a shadowy mass for like a split second that looks like a person. And she kind of goes back, and it's gone. It's, it's a like, flasher. Oh. Yeah. But it's another one, though. <laughs> hey! It's another one's moments that, again, Kind of has a surreal Nightmare on Elm Street vibe, though. It's like it's just there's yeah. there's a lot of this movie's doing that. It's like when Littlefoot sees his own shadow on the wall <laughs> in Land Before Time, and then as he gets closer, he realizes that it's not his mom. Yes, <laughs> exactly like that. It's just like that. It's just like uh, George Lucas and Ron Howard's classic. This Land is Before also time. where we get that we all lost something in the crash. Oh, this, that's uh, it's gonna be good for Sarah. Make her carry all the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> Put her in a dark fucking hole. Yeah. Hey, it's Hogan from the Fright Zone, and I'm in a big fucking hole. While I'm down here, I figured I'd just say thanks for listening. Yeah, like and subscribe. And if you're on social media, hit us up at Fright Zone Podcast on Instagram, or drop us a line via email on our website, thefrightzone.com. You know what's cool? The fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to the Fright Zone podcast. Please take time to rate and review the show on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you listen to the show. You know what else would be cool? What? I can't hear you!
Well, it would be cool if you could check out our new Patreon page, which you can find the link for on our website. Anything helps us to get Hogan out of this godforsaken hole, whether it be a rope, a ladder, or some kind of chain. And hurry! The defecation bucket is reaching maximum load capacity! Oh, God. And now, back to the program. Why are you guys making those noises? Help! So the gang then soldiers on. They come across a huge chasm. They have to get across some way. And uh, Rebecca shows some insane fucking upper body strength that she crawls across running a line for the others to travel. And um, I'm sorry, Fright Zones. I don't know Spelunking. So, like, uh, I didn't really know what all this gear is called. So, sorry. She's basically <laughs> sticking what appears like to... So if you've ever had walls that are slat wall, slate walls, right? That's what these are called. Where when you poke a hole in it, there's no fucking anything there. It's just an empty space for, like, Gary Busey to live. So <laughs> no, hide her in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that, but so she she has you stick it in and then you hit a thing and <laughs> oh. then it kind of like it, it it widens on the end to make it so that the hook stays into the crevasse. Are you talking about fucking or keeping the crevasse and the slippery <laughs> slope and the sliding and the whatnot? Oh. But yeah, so she's basically implanting. The hooks that makes Which, it so they can just kind of like shimmy over. Seems like it'd be so fucking crazy hard style. to be doing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Minus the helicopter. There's no helicopter in the cave, to my knowledge. Um. I want my money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed. Eric Roberts. Did I tell about this last time? I feel like I talked about this last time. But Eric Roberts was up for that role. He got the role. And then he didn't want to be cold for that long, so he like said he didn't want to do it. That's His wife fine, still gives him shit for it. John Lithgow is so great in that movie. Yeah. If it would have been Eric Roberts, I don't know that I would have felt the same about the movie. Oh, I like Cliff Heron a lot. That's that's one of the Bear Salome. He had just opinion. gotten off of doing Raising Cane, so he was already <laughs> Lithgow was already in like crazed mind fucking state. I just saw Eric Roberts in an episode of Oz. I'm like rewatching that show for like now. a half second, I thought you're like you saw him here. Like I just saw Eric <laughs> Roberts at the come and go. He's, he does like he's in hundreds of movies. I mean, he's a he's a worker. Uh, the Pope of Greenwich Village. Oh, then like yeah. So Sarah and Juno. So then after they get that set up, they like run a rope and like everyone just kind of slides across. So they don't have to do all the upper body strength stuff. And Sarah and Juno, Juno are the last to cross. And Sarah asks her, "Is this about me or you?" Um, she says, I thought we could name the cave. <laughs> I, maybe your name. She's like, I thought maybe yours. And yeah. she slides across. Those things that they stick into the rocks or the cliffs or the crevasse, crevasses said, sorry, <laughs> are called camelots. Uh, I can get you one for, for seven. Just one for $70. For all of our $70. She had six of them. Splunking ain't cheap. You need the quality. You don't cheap out. On that shit, when you're going across it's your chest, it's not cheap to go down into a hole and fucking die. Yeah, <laughs> like people did a hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they brought some chalk though. Yeah, um, which, which when never they, washed away. When they started finding like the hundred year old equipment, I couldn't not think about like antiques roadshow and like, <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's something. If you brought it up, like, what would that be valued at? Uh, so after Sarah crosses, Juno starts unhooking the line her side. She's like, we'll need everything we've got. So then she goes across fucking upper body strength style too, I'm pulling the shit out along here. the way. I'm fucking dying here. Is it Tim Roth? Yep. Yeah. I'm fucking dying here. I'm not a fucking cop. 
<laughs> oh man, That's, this is a side note. There's a scene in Forrest Gump when he goes home to see <laughs> Sally Field and she's dying, and he's like, "What's wrong, Mama?" And I have always just wanted to intercut that Tim Roth audio in there. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> Uh, that could be a funny YouTube video to me. For the first time in her life, she's honest with her son. Yeah. <laughs> she's not just boning dudes for his education. Because she says, she goes, I'm dying for it. And he goes, so, What's and then, that? And then he goes, Why are you dying, mama? <laughs> I got syphilis from fucking it's your so teacher. Crazy. And then you come back and, Oh, shit! I'm fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you have to do it. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, so, uh, Juno slams down against the wall. Oh, this is, no, that's later on she slams down. She makes a cross here just fine, I think, doesn't she? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's been traversing the top like Rebecca, but this she is does not have as good upper body strength as Rebecca. traverses the crevasse. Yes, she's not as strong as Rebecca. Because she says, we're going to need all the equipment yeah. we need and tries she, to save the pieces. And she gets like pretty close to the end, and then she fucking slips. And so when she falls, like Rebecca's holding rope, so it fucking, of course, like burns the shit out of her hand. Uh, Juno's like, down the hole she has to climb up the wall um and she like she she's like here i found this piece of gear it's old it's like it's so hundreds of years old did she old. find it down there or did they find it on the other side i think she she pulls it out of the oh, and pop and that's when she falls i think she's oh, trying to pull out this old fucking she didn't realize it wasn't it was a camelot they don't make them like they used to yeah but it was a hammer in camelot yeah it's harder to pull out she used too much strength and she fell down the hole i should type <laughs> do an ebay search for camelot with like 1908 1900s camelots um i'm on it we get need us to one know. the people need to know <laughs> We'll put them in the stairwell, and we'll come down to the fright zone on rope line going forward. Yeah. Found like, one. Bum, bum. You did. Twelve fifty. It's cheaper than an actual Camelot. Can I see what it looks like uh, in comparison? Oh, yeah. You just cram that bad boy in there. That's why she fell. Look at that thing. Show it to him. It's just a spike. Damn. Yeah. They don't make them like that There's anymore. no spreader at all. No. <laughs> just fucking shove it in. <laughs> yep. Uh Spit on it. But did you notice? I mean, the, in the scene when they're looking at cave drawings, like the music's like, it's, I was like, is John Carpenter getting paid for this or Morricone? It just going yeah. back. It's that boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Did you know what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, David Julian owes that Carpenter fella some money. <laughs> that he, Carpenter he al- fella. He also did <laughs> the soundtrack for Cabin in the Woods, Insomnia. The Prestige and Memento. Oh, so three Nolan movies. Yeah, he just didn't get the job when Nolan went on to Batman. He did do the <laughs> sequel to The Descent Two, which I will never see. I don't. <laughs> I anyway. <laughs> Maybe he did, but I still think this is some, a good body of work. Mm, the good. Prestige was great. That movie is great. It's prestigious. I think it's interesting when and that happens like in Hollywood when two like movies that are very similar prestige and illusionist yeah which i liked both it's that but i was like still like you saw on the shelf you're like this must be like the dollar store version oh no it's like a magician movie yeah Uh, maybe i haven't seen it prestige is good yeah it is good there's some like weird twists and turns it's it's fucking good i like i like most of nolan's movies honestly nice Um, <laughs> then once again, so after they see this this fucking like map and they see there's another uh, entrance, they're like brilliant, that's how we're gonna get out of here. Um, then Holly just fucking takes off running. Again. She's like, woo, let's yeah. go, gang. She's yeah. sprinting. They're all like, yo, slow down. 
And she's like, I see sunlight. And like, that's not sunlight, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And she fucking just like fall down a fucking hole <laughs> and gets injured and her bone burst through her leg. So it shows her like, s- s- this is the other cliffhanger moment where she, she yeah. kind of slides into the hole <laughs> and... Like Juno tries to hold her hand, Ugh. but it, there's water coming down on the Don't hand. Go. There's a glove involved, similar to Cliffhanger. Yep. And John Lithgow's flying around down, in a helicopter. And we get a shot where she's falling down the hole, and it shows her slam <laughs> super hard against the wall. Like we don't see how she slams, but that she slams. There's a sound effect that's like, whoa! There's a crunch <laughs> for sure. And, and it turns hunt. out what she was seeing was actually phosphorus in the Ooh. rocks, which oh. I did not research the science behind Ooh. that at all. But I thought it was limestone that glows. I thought she just had Lyme disease. And Maybe there's phosphorus in yeah. the lime. She got bit by a deer. <laughs> Everything's glowing now. Too many ticks down here. <laughs> well, these ticks don't Is that how that works? Oh, wait, it's ticks, not getting bit by the deer. It's the ticks from the deer. The deer tick. <laughs> Great, got um, it. The I mean, I'm sure you, you know. can get some kind of disease from being bitten by a deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty cool. And the bone pops through her leg and shit. Really cool. Um, oh, here we go. Phosphorus glow absorbs and stores the surrounding light. When it is dark, the stored light is slowly released in the form of a glow. The glow can only last between three to ten hours before it needs to be exposed to light again in order to glow. Phosphorus glow is non-toxic and non-radioactive. Okay, so what we've learned, though, is that there would need to be light in order for it to glow. It could have gotten the flare Because they light, launched maybe. the flare, it absorbed it, and she thought of sunlight and ran off like a fucking idiot. I guess it doesn't specify as to what kind of light. Or for how long it needs to see it. Right. Yeah. There's also a movie of Quake. Quave? Quave? Wind? 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 Cave dwelling monster men, so. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, um, there's, some, but this is fucking bad news when her leg's sticking out, like her bones sticking out, they all go down to meet her. Yeah, you like, see it. It's pretty gnarly. It's super gross. But they're like, all right, we're going to make you a splint, but we have to shove the bones back into your leg. It's also very similar to Deliverance when Burt Reynolds' bone pops out of his fucking leg. Right? He likes Deliverance. Yep. Yeah, and the whole group gets down there pretty quick. And this is like when we first hear the kind of gill fishy froggy sound the like which I was kind of trying to do earlier with the like <laughs> like the predator. I heard that and I thought you were farting. <laughs> no, no. That's that's different. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking when you did it and I was like one of your dude's butts made a noise and I was like, all right. I'll keep it in. Nothing shameful. They're saying the sound is supposed to like resemble kind of like the predator or give you the impression that like that's how they uh, like they have like sonar. Yeah. You know? so well, it's like how they communicate. Well, what happens? Well, we haven't seen one yet. Well, when True. You, you hear you hear the sound, but you also hear like giggling that sounds like a little girl. So when they're like tending to their friend, Sarah's like, what? And she goes off because you hear like a <laughs> like a little kid laugh. And yeah. She goes off looking and she finds like a fucking old miner's cap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like and then she gnarly helmet. Like then you hear that noise Nate's talking about, and she shines a light, and you see it's some fucking golem looking dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this movie was not made in New Zealand, and he's uh, pretty. F- this this shot, he's really far away. You do see him kind of like wiggling around a little bit, but then he just jolts away real fast. And it's right when Juno gets there. She's like, "There was a thing," um, which 
up to this point, because of the way the things are being portrayed, it all seemed like it could be more hallucinatory stuff with her, you know? And um, in the story, they call these creatures crawlers. Yes. And just for honorable mention, there are quite a few people that were the crawlers. Mm-hmm. I just want to say their names. Uh, Craig Conway. What up, Craig? Leslie Simpson. Leslie. Uh, Mark Cronfield. Cronfield. Steve, Steve Lamb. Oh, God, I got the lamb. Catherine Dyson. Get yourself a euro. Julie Ellis. Mm. Sophie Trutt. Sophie. Tristan Mathai, Tristan. Stuart Lewis, Lewis, and Justin Hackney, who was famously the infected kid in 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. Leslie Simpson was uh, Terry in the movie Dog Soldiers. Oh! So he was he did get some work earlier, and then he's like, hey, you remember Dog Soldiers? Like, that was cool, you were Terry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need you to dress up like a fucking creepy-ass slimy monster. I need you to get naked and... <laughs> yeah, get on down now. Uh... Yeah, way cool. Um, love those crawlers. And Sarah's like adamant, you know, she saw this man and Juno's like, there's no one fucking down here. Like, you know, and everyone thinks she's kind of losing it. Like the mind's playing tricks on you, which we've already been set up earlier. You know, you can have those visual hallucinations. and. But then they start oral. noticing that there's dead animal bones everywhere. Yeah, because this is, yeah, this is like right after the group, then soldiers on once they have Holly and her, like spl- her uh, splint. splint and, uh, She's obviously in excruciating pain. And they come in this huge room and they're using like the night vision on Holly's camera and they can see it's just like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of bones, animal, human, whatever. Which then, all of that was a miniature. It looks yeah, great. Like, see, that's classic the, filmmaking. All of the, uh, yeah, the bones and stuff that you see. It'd be easier the, to find a real skull than to make a little vision. one. And you would think, right? <laughs> Bam. This just killed many? like fucking hundred people and they had to throw them in there. It's like a, a student gave me all these. I don't even know who it was. Some boy did. I don't remember who. It's like no hundreds, time to worry hundreds about of that. them. Uh, and then is it Rebecca that screams, Hello! Is there anybody there? <laughs> and that's when we pan over to see what, Greg? Uh, like, there, there's just a crawl crawler like, lurking. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what he does. <laughs> it's like a good visual and description. Like, Holy shit! You know? yeah. A good visual description of the listeners, kind of like Fluke Man. Sure, a little bit. See, Gollum is a good I, I example like Gollum, too. Because Fluke Man had the butthole mouth. These guys are more like Gollum if Gollum fucked a vampire. But they're I like was, similar in like skin tone. I was gonna say texturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more like a Fluke Man. Yeah, yeah. They, slimy they're like, water they're slimy man. white guys. They got like the kind got like Nosferatu ears going on a little bit. If you pause it and stare at it, it's mostly a face application yeah. with some body paint. Yeah. It looks great. They look human other than the head. They look like if humans were stuck in caves and never got sunlight and they evolved a little differently, which is why I think they're they're effective and creepy because it's like it somehow seems plausible in a weird way. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I could buy that. Like there's <laughs> like, like when you see fish that are really, really, really deep in the ocean. Yeah, that's what I their mean, eyes look like. Oh, yeah. Like it has that vibe. It's like I, I could buy this could happen. Like like uncharted cave system discovered in the middle of the Amazon and there was like weird humans living in there like oh shit you know it is unfortunate however they never developed a sense a sense of smell <laughs> somehow they seem to not be able to smell anything which right. seems crazy to me yeah but yeah you know what fuck this movie fuck this episode <laughs> yeah, turn the shit off <laughs> because it, w- it would make sense if they could smell because at this point the crawler 
jumps on Holly and rips out her fucking throat. And it, <laughs> it would make sense for a predator to attack the weakest in the flock. Right. Because that's just like how it works. And she is injured. So the theory in my mind is like, oh, well, he smells the blood. He knows she's injured. <laughs> takes her down. Yeah. No, I'm but with you. He can't smell, apparently, because later he's oh. crawling all over people and <laughs> yeah, not smelling exactly. anything. I mean, they're, they're, they're like Batman. And I'm not talking like Michael Keaton, Kilmer, you know, Bale, West. He doesn't have, like, they have How no... fucking awesome would this movie be if that's what it was? If they, it yeah. was just a group of like Batman. A dozen Michael Keatons. <laughs> All sorts of Multiplicity, too. Ripping the people's throats out with his mouth. Yeah, lots of Should wonderful toys. Steve. But they look like the 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 bat. Is it? Is there a man bat? Is that what it's called? The creature yeah. from Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. that looks, kind, looks like a bat. Mm-hmm. It's called man bat. Yeah, yeah. Real creative guy. Telling you, man, a giant <laughs> bat. <laughs> These two slipped on a banana peel, Knox. I don't know. Uh, and that's when Juno starts like fighting to try to keep Holly's body for whatever reason. Well, well they're all fighting for a second, and then like they they essentially all agree to pick a tunnel and just move. And like when they're running, we, we're hearing all these inhuman sounds and scurrying, and there's like really bad surround sound, um, like a. Was that a pterodactyl? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and they, 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 they all get kind of disorganized and like Sarah falls and gets knocked unconscious. I think we maybe get another candle cake around here. Mm-hmm. Um, Juno stabs one of the creatures in the face and then another one attacks her from behind. Like and she's fighting them both. Thing. Yeah. And she's fighting them both. And um, after she kills one of them, she like, spins around to kill the, the other one behind her. But it's fucking Beth and she just stabs her right in the fucking neck. Yeah, like the pickaxe oh. through the back and then the tip pointing straight out and she just starts like gurgling on her blood. Oh, like it might as well be like a Jason Voorhees kill. Like yeah, it's yeah. like, oh. And you feel bad, but like it's totally understandable, right? It's an I accident. Say, like in the heat of the moment, how would you fucking know? And what's she going to do to help her? I would maybe right. made an audible like, yo, I'm behind you. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. I she has going fucking in a nuts kitchen. over here. Yeah. I would say that if Nate and I decided to not Go to the barn dance, and we did go splunking with you, Hogan. Right. I promise that I will make an audible if I'm behind either of y'all and we're fighting some uh, Batman. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> this is actually where we get the hallucination where she thinks she sees her daughter, but it's maybe a dream, and it's the daughter turns around, and as it turns around, it's a crawl. <laughs> yeah, it's a crawl. Yeah, and then she awakens in a pile of bones. And she can only see via, like, night vision mode with the camera. And we start seeing that there are actually human bones mixed in with the animal bones, Ooh. as well as, like, big wolf heads. There's, like, a wolf head in the one. Well, I think it's supposed to be yeah. like they've just been there for ages. So yeah. it's, like, extinct animals and shit. That wolf head is from dog soldiers, by the way. I would think so. It looks like Oh, Thank you for that. That's cool to know. Hell yeah. I will look yeah, for that next time. around. <laughs> Chuck it in the pile, he said. Yep. Hey, I brought this to my house. Um, it would be funny as if is he British? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay, so I was just I, imagining him flying it yeah, over, and like customs finding it. He's from Jersey. He's just like I don't make all my movies overseas with some cockney and guys. I got my pants. I got my socks. I got my fucking wolf carcass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sir, you are gonna have to check that. Another thing that's interesting about these crawlers is that he uh, he shot them at eighteen frames per second. That's why they look all weird. Yeah, that's why it's like they have that kind of like staccato movement. It's like herky jerky. Choo choo the herky jerky dancer. I thought yeah. he just got them all hopped up on like PCP or something. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> it doesn't height. Um, so when she wakes up, she's like looking around the night vision. She watches the monster man like 
eating her like her friends. Like they like uh, it's, they're eating up Holly like right in front, ripping her organs out. Shit, and she's just like she's right there, you know. And she's like cover her mouth and like she kind of like like kind of gags at one point. And then like <laughs> one one of the crawlers like you know hears that and comes over and is like crawling on top of her. And it like it reminded me of Alien Three, like you know, it was like yeah, like the scene from all the Alien Three trailers. Yeah, but like had that moment like it's like ran right top of her like like and it seemed like it is smelling her almost. This but definitely then, like, has an alien vibe. Oh, totally. Where it's just like darkness, and... just like dog soldiers. You can tell like this dude loves watching like aliens and Predator and yeah. all these, you know. Um, uh, but then like they cut back to like Rebecca and Sam trying to find their way, and one of them's calling out for Sarah, which then it makes the monster that was smelling Sarah like turn and run off. And um, we this is where we start to really understand that they're blind, yeah, have no sense of smell, <laughs> and then we get some our first. Real close-ups. There was the one quick screech yeah. and stuff, but this is where like we're really seeing a move and how they f- kind of function. Yeah, because like Rebecca and uh, Sam are like spooning, and yeah. like the, it's like walking over top of them. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and this is that part like right when it goes away. Her fucking stupid ass watch that no boy should ever give a girl and f- your man em. gives you that you leave them. Um, it's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, <laughs> alarm, alarm. <laughs> yeah. We are here. We are here. <laughs> Look over here. Look over here. Hey, hey you. <laughs> hey, you guys. Like, <laughs> she gets off and throws it That's just the second in the time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Three amigos. <laughs> I'd watch that anytime. And she tosses it away just in time so it scurries after it. Um, and then we cut back to Sarah, and she is taking some tools off of Holly's corpse. Because, I mean, like, she's not going to need them. And <laughs> she know? found a, a container that was from 100 years ago, I'm sure. Like the other stuff that was yeah. full of a kerosene or something. Yeah, and she makes a torch. Yeah. Uh, and then meanwhile, back with Rebecca and Sam, um, they get attacked by another monster. And then Juno shows up and kills it like a boss. Uh, and Juno has to deliver the news that Holly and Beth are both dead. And she thinks she found a way out, though, but they still need to find Sarah first. Juno still wants to find Sarah, though. So she's, you know, she's not bailing on Sarah, even though she's killed her friend. But she will lie that the monsters killed her friend. And yeah. Her. Uh, Did th- you see her die? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then we come back to Sarah, and she's stumbling around the cave with her torch when she finds Beth barely alive. And Beth tells her to avoid Juno because Juno did this to her and left her. Um, oh, and then she gives Sarah. It's like, wouldn't she have been like. Even in death, like, what would what's the point of even saying that? It was an accident. Yeah. We know it was an accident. Well, like you said, what the fuck was she going to do? It's like she's going out of her way to be a bitch. Right. Well, it's because she didn't do anything for her, though. She's like, she's like, yo, help me. And she's like, ah, sorry, bitch. What the fuck was she going to do? I mean, she's clearly still alive, though, so it could maybe you could wrap something. I mean, I don't know. She's still alive, so she didn't bleed out. I think she did it because she was pissed that she was fucking Sarah's husband. Oh, my gosh. Nate is about to try... What's the sauce called? Uh, Brenda's burning bush. Or... Yeah, Brenda's booty burner. Oh, yeah, that was way Brenda's off. Brenda's burning bush. Yeah, her fucking. Booty There's a burning bush, bush in the hit film fire. Three Amigos. <laughs> Let's yep. see what Nate thinks of this. We need Nate. Oh no, it's a singing bush. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. I'll. I'm gonna fucking turn up Nate's eating here just for him too. <laughs> Give it it's to quite us. good. Mm. It does have heat. I can see how it's going to build. But, man, this 
place has good cheese. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a decent cheese. Just so our listeners know, there's not cheese in the sauce. He's referring to the cheese on the pizza. <laughs> there's cheese inside. There's around. You have to use that sauce fast. That cheese will get funky. Uh, um, but this is where... Uh, so Beth gives Sarah Juno... Oh, yeah, because when Juno stabbed her... Like, as Beth was falling over, she, like, ripped off Juno's necklace. You know, like, in, like as she was falling over. So It's, here, a, it's a feather. Yeah. Yes. That says, like, live every day. It's she, like some Hobby Lobby shit. <laughs> yes, but there, there's some there's some point earlier in the movie where uh, Sarah says that, and everyone kind of looks at her, and she's like, oh, it's something my dead husband used to say. Mm-hmm. So when she hands it, uh, this necklace, to Sarah, she's like, this was Juno's necklace. And she, like, Sarah's reading the quote. She's like, you know, and she's like, Paul that's gave it. Knows. She goes. Paul gave it to her, and that's when. How she never like, noticed that shit before? Aren't these two like best friends? And why didn't your other friend tell you? Yeah, and she was like, "What?" So she essentially confirms that Juno was, you know, fucking Sarah's husband. So uh, then Beth asks Sarah to kill her, and Sarah smashes her head in with a giant rock, like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, are in a cave. Um. Oh hello. Oh. What's up, Jangles? Um. So, okay, then right after this, uh, Sarah then proceeds to curb stomp the shit out of a monster kid that jumps her, which is pretty wild. So you get one little uh, crawler kid, and she fucking just curb stomps him. Um, and then, like, the, the the crawler kid's crawler mom comes and sniffs her dead child. So they do smell. She's, like, sniffing her dead she, kid. I'm, but, yeah. Maybe they, they can only smell their own. Oh, that's how they know who each other are. Like, oh, that smells like me. Yeah, it's kid, like right? when cats and dogs smell each other's asses. Yeah. <laughs> and you, like you know these crawlers do not smell good. Yeah. No it's way. like, I know that ass. <laughs> Just like damp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're only used to smelling horrible body odor. We've never smelt like Pert Plus or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Zest. I get it when, like, Sarah is, like, covered in blood that they wouldn't be able to smell. Oh, that's her. right here. Yeah. Yeah, she runs away from that fucking uh, crawler mom, and she falls into what appears to be a, like a pond of blood. It's in the center of all the bones and everything. Yeah. So it's just the, the blood from all this stuff coagulated in a The pu- blood big... depository. It's a pond of blood. <laughs> it's sick. Uh, and, dude, and Sarah comes out of that shit like Sheen and Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> kind of reminded me of Kill Bill as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then she fights the monster woman to the death. The crawler woman uh, and stabs him in the eye with looks like a big bone from like a like or like a giant tooth from like a woolly mammoth or something, right? <laughs> it was a mammoth tooth. Do you know what I mean? I was like, like yeah. what? Like it's a saber like, tooth. Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, uh, and as she lies there catching her breath, then the crawler guy like literally walks over top of her, which that moment's pretty cool. Yeah, he. Uh... Jesus, my notes. <laughs> You're all sweaty from that butt well, burning bush. <laughs> He like, kind of like crawls up, hence the crawler's term, and he puts his hand right on her, and he starts kind of foaming at the mouth, and the slop from his mouth lands on her head, and she just keeps it cool somehow. She's cool, calm, and collected. Just just enough time to let him walk away so she could grab a femur or something and bash his fucking brains in. I mean, she's got nothing left to lose at this point. Well, I was kind of thinking this moment, too, like... Uh, had like predator vibes like when he he's covering mud and it doesn't see him and then she immediately gets up with a torch and she's like <laughs> you know like like arms like this is like a predator scene dude totally um well they're very alien looking 
And then the other three surviving gals enter a cavern full of a ton of like um, cave dwelling monsters, and they just make a run for it. Um, and they get separated, and Sam ends up having to climb across a huge chasm by herself, while Juno and Rebecca continue running through, um, only to reach where she was as a monster attacks her and rips her throat out. And that's the whole, like, you don't have enough rope. You can't go across without enough rope. <laughs> right. Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> what? what is this, Spigoli? <laughs> that would be great. He's just there in the cave. Yeah. Hey, he's like, I got tools over here, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, dang. <laughs> My dad's the ultimate set of tools is that reset. Man. So uh but yeah, I love this one. She's like hanging across the chasm, you know, and they're like, You don't have enough rip. Uh, <laughs> Why did she sound don't, like that? <laughs> don't let go. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> should have brought more rope. But this is a pretty sweet kill. The crawler comes across the ceiling and she's like fighting it. Uh, and she like stabs it and it falls, but it also like on its way down, like slits her throat and her head fucking goes back. It like a rips Pez her dispenser. throat MacGruber style. Dude. Yeah. It's fucking great. She turns her, turns her into a Pez dispenser. You yeah. Know? It's like, and it's, then she's just sort of hanging there. And yeah. No. Awesome. <laughs> Not going to have to bash her head in with a rock. She's gone. Oh, fuck. And then uh, <laughs> Rebecca then get pulled away. Uh, from Juno, and like one of the crawlers like ripping her guts out of her belly, which is pretty cool. Um, right, right there. Where are we at? Uh, it's like right when the girl gets killed hanging there. Yes. And then like, and Juno's like, "Oh my god!" And a crawler comes up and pulls Rebecca away from Juno, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And she again. just starts getting gut munched like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, dude. In <laughs> darkness, but still getting gut munched. And Juno just makes a fucking jump for it. She's like, "Fuck this! Like, I'm out." She doesn't even know it's down there. She's no. lucky that ends up being water. She, like, so I didn't hear it when it happened. She would have heard a splash when the creature fell. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that. But I didn't cool. hear any. Splash. I didn't hear it either. Um, I wasn't listening for it. Maybe we should go back do that. But, yeah, she lands in the water, and she's under the water, submerged, and the crawler comes back to life. You know, fucking Jason Voorhees style, kind of. <laughs> and, and starts trying to choke and her grab at her. See, um, I didn't realize that at first. I thought there were like amphibian ones. Oh, I, like yeah. I didn't realize that it fell, and so then I was like, "Holy shit, they're in the water too!" There's another breed. Yeah, <laughs> and there there could be in re if it was a real life thing. Descent right. three submarine massacre. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they have submarines? <laughs> I think these people were in submarines, and they're like, "Who are all these fucking dudes <laughs> under here?" Like, okay. ah. <laughs> I thought. Bert I thought the crawlers had their own submarine. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> how do they know how to pilot this? So after she kills the submerged crawler, she mm. manages to climb out onto the other side where like they were trying to get in the first place. And Sarah reaches out and grabs Juno's it's hand a good and jump pulls scare. her up. Yeah, because you're not sure um, whose hand it is at first. Obviously, why would a crawler be helping her unless you know maybe get a snack out of it? This is where Juno's in like, yeah, everyone else is dead. And then she's like, what about Beth? She dead too? <laughs> she's yeah, like, well, yeah. It's like, did you see her die? Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. She, she fucked my husband. She basically establishes that Juno is the piece of shit that she thinks that she is. At which point, they still venture on together then, yeah, to try to get out. Well, she's like, yeah, I saw her dead. And Sarah's kind of like, 
It's like a Larry David Kirby Enthusiasm. It's like, bum, 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 bum. yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> the, the, now I know all the other things are true that I yes. thought were true. So then they proceed backtracking through the markings. Oh yeah, because she tells them, like, oh by the way, um, so I know a way out of here. Uh, I'll just put there a hundred years ago. They put marks on the walls. It's like yeah. bright white chalk that's never been you know touched yeah. in a hundred years. It's never seen the light of day. It's possible. It's no, those collar dudes everywhere. It's it's, like, oh. Why wouldn't the water wash it? Yeah. Why don't we notice these? They anywhere? can't see. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's dark. Oh. <laughs> Like the crawlers are going around like like fucking chalk, just clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And when they start to approach what appears to possibly be an exit, there is a group of the crawlers waiting for them. I believe there's three of them. There, yeah, there's a there's a group. There's a posse. It's three Cue or four. The dance fight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where, if you're ever in a fight with anything, you need to remember nothing likes getting kneed in the crotch. Wolfman's got nards. Yes. True, and that's check out exactly Monster Squad, directed by Fred Decker and read by is, Shane Black. Isn't Sarah? Isn't she the one that needs him in the crotch real hard? Yeah. He or she? You can male or female. Crotches are not fun, but there's fucking head smashing. There's eye gouging. It's just like it's a gore fest. Yeah. It's a cool sequence. There's this awesome kill where Juno shoves the torch into the mouth of one of the crawlers oh, they... and then pickaxe it right in the head. <laughs> yeah, and the both... That's my favorite kill for Some sure. of the kills in that part are like have like that evil dead Sam Raimi like joy speed of it. Like, Whoa, and you it know. just ha- all happened so fast. You're like, did I just see that? Holy shit, what the fuck? But then after killing them, we get to get a Sarah and Juno confrontation. Sarah shows Juno the necklace she got from Beth. It's cooler than that. She holds out the pickaxe. Oh, yeah. And, and there's Juno kind of like, looks at her, and they're sort of sharing a moment. And then she lets go of the necklace and drops it down below the pickaxe so she can see it. And Juno's kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. And Beth just, no, not Beth. What the fuck? And then Sarah. <laughs> well, Sarah. no. Uh, Juno she, turns for a sec because she hears something. Yeah. And as she's turning, she, she, gets her right in the fucking like, knee, just destroys her leg with the pickaxe. Yeah. And she goes down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then like, then we basically like a huge group of the crawlers it's are the coming in. It's the most we see of them. There's maybe st- all the people that I listed are in that shot. <laughs> if this was aliens, they were like, to come out the goddamn walls. You know, it'd be like that moment. <laughs> like, <Totally. it's> like, <laughs> you know. Um, and everybody's like going to need to show up today. <laughs> that, was, that was maybe the best Bill Paxton ever. <laughs> Put her in charge. <laughs> Um, but then like Sarah's like and like makes a run for it, and then she's fucking stumbles down a hole, and you're like, ah oh, man. But then it conveniently leads her to like a pile of bones that like ramps up into a, an opening to escape. And it's she, sort of like here, it's all happening. Yes, it's, it's, it's great. great. She crawls her way out, and it's like has the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, where she's kind of like ah, just screaming all like, the way to the and fucking. And she just sprints. Jeep. We see her get to the car, and she gets in. She's Dude, she's flying in this Bronco. Yeah. She's going faster in this Bronco than OJ was in his escape. And that's fast. You know, I mean, it's fucking fast. It's like rampant and stuff. Like he was driving hazard. like he did it. Dude, yeah. I was reading Neil. Neil, the director, told the person like, "Pretend you're OJ Simpson." He's like, "Do whatever you want to this car. We don't need it anymore." And then later, like the production designer had like purchased it, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was just completely <laughs> fucked. Even though he had already bought the car. <laughs> We're hoping this movie will do pretty Wait, what did you just tell her? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And she's, I mean, she's bloody, she's bruised, she's haggard, you know. Uh, and she like, she's flying down the road, and then she like pulls over when she's like back on the real high. She like, pulls over, she like throws up, you know. She's kind of getting her shit together. A semi honks and, and they, like flies by her. Uh, and then she looks over in passenger seat, and Juno's like ghostly corpse is there, and it's like fuck. And then she like ju- she wakes. Well, if it's in America, that's the end of the movie. That's the ending in America, or just the unrated version. Yeah, no, the the, the no the, the American version ends with Juno in the car. Yeah, she looks over and she screams, and it's over. Oh, it does. Yeah, but the UK version, after she sees Juno, she then awakens uh, again in the cave, and her dead daughter's there with the cake and the candles. We've been seeing all these hallucinations, but in the camera, the camera kind of zooms away, and it's just her torch, and she's still alone in the She's cave. just staring at it, bloody, smiling at the torch, mm-hmm. and that's the end. So those are the and two endings. And you hear them. Yeah, like. And it, when it pans out, it shows this massive wall of cave. Yeah, she's showing fucked. that like she's just fucked. Yeah, yeah. it's killer shot. Um, so I actually think both those endings are actually very effective in their own way. So there's a couple of things that I was reading, and that it has to do with the cake. So every time that we see the cake up until the very end, there's only five candles on it, and then the very last shot. If we're doing the UK version, yeah. there's six candles on it. And there's six of the girls. And there's six of the girls. So they're saying that essentially the entire thing that they've gone through was in her head, and she's the one that like killed them all, essentially. Like so, it was her idea to go down there? Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that I think is actually really interesting about this movie. Um, well, here. We already know that she's like heavily medicated, because they kind of lean on that like at the beginning with also... Well, with that hallucination that she's having before they even go into Why the cave. Why wouldn't she just take Juno down there, though? Well, that's... well, <laughs> Right. I want to explore kind of what Hogan's talking about, but I think that some of that goes into, like, my view on the ratings of and stuff. Like, so, before we jump in some of that, may like, favorite line in the movie, um, which I thought that was harder than usual because a lot of the movies we watch have, like, zingers, and that usually tends to be the favorite line in the movie. This is zingless. This, this is a zingless film, yeah. except there, for the no, Tomb Raider it, line. Yeah, which that tumor tomb raider line Ooh, is Wado. Wimbo Wimbo My brain, dude. Wawa quaffed. Wawa quaffed. I would actually say if I was going for the tumor thing, a zinger, I think that whole line about what can happen while you're in the cave would be my favorite line because I think it really sets you up for what's gonna happen. And the sense of atmosphere, it's preparing you for what really the movie is. That whole, the dehydration, disorientation, claustrophobia, panic attacks, paranoia, hallucination, visual, and oral deterioration. How much air could really be down there? Model American. <laughs> After that initial cave opening closes and they continue further in, I can't even imagine how much air would even be in there. Well, and that's when she first gets out of the hole, too. She's like, <gasps> so I yeah. think it, it is. I think they probably do have like labored breathing and it is, you know. And they would be hallucinating. Yeah, which go, I think that's part of why that's yeah. one of the effects. Um, f- so favorite lines for you then? Because it is a hard one. Is it, you're, you're I just have to stick with the Tomb Raider one because I can't think of another line really. Yeah. Do you have a favorite line, Hogan? Uh, I didn't write. Any I know it's hard. Like down. I actually, I, I initially just wrote down I don't have one. Nothing that would nothing that would that stick would... to me as a, you know it's dead animals, hundreds of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I there's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a cut up, that guy. <laughs> he's fucking funny. Fucking um, cave comedian down here. <laughs> uh, Rodney Caverfield. <laughs> 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 that sucks. 
<laughs> I can't see shit down here. I don't get no right. light. No fucking light down here. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> favorite kill in the movie? Fair, who, or you guys Torch in mouth, pickaxe the head. I hate to give the best kill to Juno because I hate her, but it was the best kill, I think. Your favorite kill, Hogan? Which one was yours? The torch in the mouth, pickaxe to the head. It was just super over the top. Uh, anything with eye gouging. You like when she shoved her thumbs through the eyes? Yeah. Some, the woolly mammoth. It, it reminded me a lot of when Ash kills uh, Deadite. Sam. It just or makes Scotty. me think of the, the Deadite Scotty in Evil Dead. Steven Seagal killing Screwface in Mark for Death. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I remember I used to rewind that kill over and over when I was younger. So anything that's like killing somebody with the thumbs through the eyes is fantastic. I went with uh, when Rebecca gets <laughs> killed. Right there it is. Right there. Yeah, it heard you. Perfect. It would suck. I went with Rebecca's death. She's the one that gets drug away and like they're ripping out her guts. Like yeah. I think that, that one's just like... Uh, for me, like gut stuff always just seems like, ooh, because I feel like it'd just be really painful. You'd be so. Well, it's also like, oh, I need that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot of death horror movies, like, it's like, it would always hey, suck to be killed. Hey, get back here with that. Hey, but like, if you like, take that, I'm going to die. I feel like if your guts were being ripped out, there'd be a lot of time where you'd be like aware of what's happening and stuff. It's this, like, Bef- uh, you know, and that's like. That's, a gut wound, like by yeah. a gun, is the slowest and most painful way to die. So yeah. I think it'd be similar with. So I, it's just like it always kind of gets me, you know. Um, okay, so the coveted out of five frights, um, how many frights would you, Hogan? Since this is your first time seeing it, you want to go first? Sure. Out of five frights, what do you give um, the descent? I was actually pretty high on this one. Because, like I said, before anything, before we even saw any of the crawlers, I already felt incredibly uncomfortable. Totally. Um, just because of the, like, claustrophobia aspect of it. So, I was going to say, like, four. That's how much I enjoyed it. Out of five frights. Wait, do you want to give more of your review for you? Okay. Out of five frights, what do you give it? Nate. So, I loved it the first time I saw it. I loved it just now when I saw it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. I recommend it to people. In, in the world two um, thousands horror, it is definitely one of the standouts. That's how we ended up seeing it, you and I both recommended it to yeah. Hogan, and then it's yeah. like, well, we should do one for you know. We haven't done a lot from this time period for the two thousands, which I know very little about outside of Dog Soldiers and this, and maybe a few others. Don't forget my Bloody Valentine three D. Hey, but. I'm, I still got to leave some room because mm-hmm. even though I think it is a modern classic, it's still in the kind of four range because yeah. it's not, you know, like Emily saw this in the theater and yeah. like with a couple friends and was terrified. Yeah. To it's the point effective. that she does not want to watch it ever again. Nice. She loves it. That's sometimes the a great love to of see truly. this on a big screen. Yeah. In the dark. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it in a theater alone i want to go <laughs> see it in a cave yeah yeah <laughs> um or with six of my best friends yeah. <laughs> uh so uh, do you have more reviewed nate or is that no uh i guess one thing i would say is that i feel like without even seeing the second one that it should just be this i think yeah. that it's super effective with the like it's just dismal at the end, because so bleak. many movies end with like a G.I. Joe kind of ending where it's yeah. the good guys win and everything's fine <laughs> and eat your cereal to be healthy or whatever. Um, 
read a book. You know, Until that next kind of thing. time. Yeah. Uh, but when, you know, at the same time, it's like you can see why they did it because it gave them an opportunity to make aliens. Because yeah. part two, I watched the trailer and read about it, uh-huh. and it's like they take her back there because they don't believe her, and yep. she's supposed to like show them these creatures yeah. that she saw, which isn't exactly what happens. It's more, you know, but it's still very alien. Good. Because I blew out the goddamn airlock. <laughs> <laughs> um, out five frights, I gave it a four as well. Um, it, it was hard because I was kind of thinking like, well, fuck, as far as 2000s horror go, this is one of the top ones. So maybe it should be five. But ultimately, I like uh, we always talk about rewatchability and stuff. And although this is always a fun watch, it is it is a little more grueling and intense than a lot of horror movies. And a lot of that is because of the claustrophobia aspect of it. Um you know, like I I'll like watch it in two years. Yeah, like I like a lot of horror movies that are kind of escapism or fantastical. And we get there with the monsters in this movie, but there's a lot of stuff that's tense because like, fuck, that could really actually happen. And that stuff's more uncomfortable. So this isn't one I'm going to watch all the time. And it's something like if you had a group of people, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, let's crack some beers and eat some pizza. Watch The Descent. It's not like, like a party movie. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. definitely not happening. You know, I think of a lot of the five frights for me are either like super, super, super mega scary and just perfect classics or they're like a party. And uh, I don't know. I think this is a solid four. Um, I wouldn't give any less. Definitely recommend. Uh, I mean, I still think a four is great, you know. Um, uh, But something I love about this movie is what Hogan was talking about is I think there's different ways you can perceive it Um, with the whole, like, are there even cave dwellers? Because... To me, starting the film with her waking up in that weird hallucinatory moment where the lights turn off in the hospital and stuff, and her nightmares. And she's the one that sees them first. Yep. Before they leave, we see her take medicine. We see her take meds. So I think there's a lot of very deliberate things they put in the movie to set up that she's not mentally stable. So that does raise the question, are there any questions? Quave, quave, quave dwellers. <laughs> are there Jeez. any? Are you going to say quaaludes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was she popping ludes or? Um, <laughs> no, but are there any crawlers or is that her psychosis? Is because she has mental damage? Because I look as like she suffered trauma in the car accident as well. She's like actually has brain damage. Right. And from that standpoint, if she already thought there was an affair or whatever and stuff like. It's her revenge. She's just killing her friends. Oh, like maybe she's killing them because like the, she knows the other ones had to have known. And she's out of her mind. And yeah. Okay. And I that gives the whole movie a different context, which makes it really There's rich. Five five there. There's six there. Yeah. And it's like because she's the six. Now she's claimed. It, this part did today. Like, obviously, I didn't have kids when I saw this in 2005, but my daughters are five. Yeah. And I got a little choked up for a second there when I th- just mm-hmm. thought for a second about the idea of, like, losing one of my kids like that abruptly yeah. or at all. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. It's a uh, so, I, yeah, I, I think that that level takes the film to a different level. That, like, that had to have been deliberate to you because those the shots are right back to, you know, they're yeah. back to back. So let's and that's that's part of why I, I did kind of debate if I should give it five or not, because it's like, well, that aspect of it is pretty interesting completely changes what the film could be you know what i mean um but of course if part two exists then 
But no, I like, I like monsters. <laughs> right? Yeah, part two. If part two exists, then there obviously are real monsters. Yeah, so maybe I do like part two. My <laughs> my only curiosity in in looking or watching the second one maybe is, I know that they did some updates on the crawlers, so I'd be curious to see what they changed on them, because they one of the things that they said is they changed the teeth, and if you look at the teeth on these ones, they're very flat, normal, just like regular human teeth. Yeah. Which seems kind of strange. If to there's me. eating yeah. meat and stuff, it's like they should have fucked up, haggard, sharp, weird teeth. You know? Right. You know, if you're a carnivore like that, like you know, you would take like a lion or a tiger or something like that. Are you, you suggesting know, they don't have a dentistry down there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one down there working on cavities. You just got golems, chiclet teeth. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I guess they wouldn't be eating a lot of sweet stuff down there. Oh, and also, even the name, the descent, it could be descent to madness. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Or descending into a giant fucking hole in the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool, man. Definitely recommend um, The Descent if you've not seen it. It's, it's one of the better 2000s horrors. And there's window peeping. When? When she peeps out the window in her nightmare and gets a fucking pull through. Oh, her yeah, eye. sure. Yeah, we never specified whether it has to be in or out of the window. Right. They're still peeping. <laughs> She's peeping outwardly. <laughs> yep. Outward peeping. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Classic any milk case drinking. of outward peeping. What are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just doing some outward peeping. You know, we haven't seen, uh, we haven't mentioned this for a little bit, but that situation, a rusty window cage could have prevented that rod from going through her face. Depends on how or many gaps. Or prevented them from space. going into the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Does the cage have a grate on it or is it just bars? <laughs> Because they could go right well, through the Well, there's different bars. models that are offered for rusty window cages, I believe. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Hogan. There are, no, there's plenty of models. <laughs> they should have had a rusty spelunking cage. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just wear around their bodies while they're in caves. Yeah. I can't fucking crawl through this hole. This is a big fucking cage on me. Baby's crying. Time to put it in the window cage. <laughs> I couldn't believe that shit. <laughs> that was like a thing you could do. Oh, man. Those things are, man. Do you still have access to that account you made? Yeah. Should throw that baby cage in there. All right. Uh, <laughs> a rusty cage. I followed literally as soon as I set that up. I followed every window Instagram page that I could. <laughs> There's at least three legit followers on this. Hey, page. what's that Instagram handle, Hogan? Uh, the Instagram handle is just Rusty Window Cage. All right. Hey, and while you're at it on Instagram, make sure you add. Fright Zone Podcast at Fright Zone Podcast on Instagram. Share us in your stories. Tell your friends. And of course, like and subscribe uh, with the podcast. Uh, Tell your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hit up uh, thefrightzone.com. Send us any questions if you uh, want to. We'd love to answer them uh, on any of our episodes. Um, if you dig what we do, check out uh, our Patreon page. Uh, patreon.com slash the fright zone there's also a link on our website the fright zone.com a lot of different tiers um, thank you for anyone that is an official fright zonian we appreciate it um, and if you are we've got uh, some sick ass oh. yard bags coming your way yes um, we did go with the the monster method so once I don't want to too, too many spoilers. I'd rather just post it once it's done. <laughs> I did get the screen burned. Uh, the first time I made the transparency, it was too big. So That's what she I, said. Because I, me- I measured the bag, not the screen. 
Oh. So I just measured like how big it could be on the bag. Right. And then I went so, to lay it on the screen. I'm like, this is like four inches too big, which yeah. is also something I hear all the time. Yeah. Um, like all the time. Around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, the soda can. To our existing uh, official Patreon Fright Zonian patrons, we will get you your shirts and yard bags very soon. Thank you for your patience. You're, we, you know, we just started doing the Patreon. Uh, in October, it's a new world for us, and you know we we're just kind of getting used to it. So thanks for your patience. We really, really, really do appreciate your support, and uh, we think you'll be pretty happy with this bitch and t-shirt and ripping yard bag because you'll be bagging leaves before you know it. It's coming, dude. I've got so many leaves under the snow that I need to buy more yard bags. Probably. You have to lay them out and dry them yeah. as soon as the snow melts. <laughs> <laughs> They're so much heavier and a pain in the ass too. Like, ugh. Not looking forward to that shit. Just didn't get to it. The kids made the backyard almost unusable. So it's just like, well, first I'm going to have to pick up for an hour and a half. What's going on back there? What oh, they do? Stuff. They just they fucking dig holes. They throw There's shovels. There's buckets. Yeah, there's, kids are terrible. There's just stuff everywhere. <laughs> Dude, I'll take a picture. I have them. I can see <laughs> them. <They're things laughs> when it thaws, I'll take a picture and you can use that as a post. Those will be like, this is Nate's backyard. Like, <laughs> right before the first snow, this is what it looked like. Uh, Looks like homeless people. How are your kids with doors? Um, out of on the downstairs, so there's six doors. Only two still have handles. Okay, I have to go buy new handles because if they can't get it to turn right away, they just start. Nah, 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 nah. And my house is like super old, so we have the handles that are just like the screwed in on both sides handles right and they just they strip them and then i have to get new ones i've already replaced them twice well i go this is at least at the bare minimum once a day chore that i have to do it's shut every single fucking cupboard door in the kitchen yeah up top down below doesn't matter Mine aren't old enough to really do anything but <sighs> the lower snack cupboard right and they shut it so the dogs don't eat their food dude my kids are like teenagers like how do they fucking not know to shut the doors well my wife doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah her, her things are she doesn't do that and she will not put the fucking toilet paper back on the toilet paper roll oh she just puts it she sets it next to it yep at one one year i actually kept a tally how many times she i never told her about this and she doesn't listen so it doesn't matter but in one year there was 15 times she left a toilet paper roll sitting next to the place where the toilet paper goes which is on the toilet paper roll holder yeah as long as there's a roll in the bathroom I'm That's happy. fine. My problem is if the toilet understand. paper thing's empty and there's no reserved toilet papers in the bathroom. You trap. So I have to leave the bathroom. You've been held prisoner. To go get rolls from the basement or somewhere else. That's what I'm like. If there's a roll in the bathroom, at least for me, I'm like, thank you. I get a shower. A for me. You're waddling around in the kitchen looking for paper towels. Yeah. <sighs> Luckily, I don't use TP like it too extensively now that I got that sweet bidet. <laughs> it's more just a little square just to dry off, you know? <clears throat> That's what, I mean, everyone should probably have one of those. They're great. Swear by it. I think we're gonna update pretty soon. To a bidet? Yeah. Did you have you t you've taken for a test drive here, right? No, but I trust you both. What? Maybe. Hey, taking our slab of Brenda's butt burning sauce <laughs> so you can get up there. Try to clean it off tonight. 
I just Nate can't knows. Get, I can't believer. get one yet, or I would. The only reason I don't is because like my kids, the kids play, like, play with it. They'll leave the faucet on and stuff in a sink. It just spraying water all over. And yeah, they'll totally just blast. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. I'd say if you feel like you can't trust your kids to use a doorknob, probably don't want a bidet where they can use it, unless you have a private bathroom. I mean, but they'll just come up there and do it. No, just don't tell them about it. And it's nowhere near the sink. Didn't you have to wire yours to your sink or something? Uh, no, no, you, you, just put, no. you just took it up to the water line in the back of the yeah. toilet. Oh, okay. You get one, baby. I'll help you set it up, man. I'll come over there. I'll fix yeah, you up. Just don't tell them what it is. Right. They'll just be like, what's this? Like, you don't need to worry about it. It's adult stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's adult time. Exactly. <laughs> if you turn it wrong, it'll shock you. It'll shock you like you won't believe. It'll make you wish you were never born. <laughs> Well, do we have anything else we need to talk about? Anything? anything, anything uh, head over to <laughs> mediacrypt.bigcartel.com. We got some new Golden Harvest hats that just dropped. Um, got a new Garbage Pail Kids VHS Mad Balls kind of mashup thing. The Let's Get Physical design that Rotten Yellow did. It's, uh, it's really sick. I've already got the film, so I'm going to be burning that Monday, and I'll start shipping that shit next week. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, if you're in the uh, Des Moines metropolitan area, get a haircut from Hogan or any of his other steam barbers at beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop here in Beaverdale, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Um, I need to get a haircut for Freddie. He's looking a little ragged. Oh. And uh, at, again, hit up the frightzone.com. Check our Patreon, see if anything's appealing. Appreciate everyone's support. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, leave a review if you can on Apple. Uh, rate on Spotify. That stuff really does help us. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Stay spooky. Later. Stay sick. And fill those yard bags with waste. <laughs> 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 <laughs>